Welcome to episode 407 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. All right, team, welcome along to episode 407 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Pretty good. And you? You got your Honu 70.3 t-shirt on? Yep, it's got a stay in character. Bit of a collector's edition. What does it say on the back? That I finished, probably. Oh, okay. Got a little picture of a turtle, I think, maybe. A second. Yeah, there's a turtle and it says finisher. Yeah, I finished that race. You got top 10, didn't you? Uh, maybe I got 10th. I think I was third age grouper. Huh? I think you got 10th. Yeah. They should yep. have top 10 finisher. Special t-shirt. Oh, I remember once when my sister was young, she had this guy called Dan who was her boyfriend. And Dan was kind of a cool guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Like my, my sister didn't really go out for cool guys. She yeah. kind of went out for all the artist type. I thought you were going to say losers. Well, <laughs> debatable. <laughs> and, uh, and, but Dan was quite a cool guy. And we went into this volleyball tournament together. And all he wanted to do was to win the volleyball tournament because the t-shirt had winner written on it. Nice. I thought it was a bit weird after that. I lost a bit of respect. I was like, what? Guys, when you have a t-shirt at winner, people won't think you're cool. And I was like, I'm not so concerned about the t-shirt. I want another bowl. I need another fruit bowl. Did you get a fruit bowl? Yeah, yeah. It's Is that because you got bowl. top 10? That's because I got, was I, I was second in my age group. And you get each time, each place in the age group, you get a bigger fruit bowl. Oh. I need a bigger fruit bowl this year. That's what I'm pitching for. Maybe I'll have a winner on your fruit bowl as well. Everyone will come into your house and go, wow, that guy's a winner. There you go. I talk is proudly brought to you by? Coffeesofhawaii.com. I was going to say your lactic buffer, but it's not. It's, it's your caffeine buffer. Could could be. Uh, Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. And extreme endurance. Your lactic buffer. Team, okay, on this week's show, what are you, what are you thinking? Turn me, turn me down, you're, bla- Wait, you're blasting my ears. Which one's the, I think you're that one there. Yeah. Can you hear it? Oh, I can't hear anything. <laughs> I turned it right down, that's yeah. why. How's that? Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, 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 sweet. About sweet. there? Yeah. yeah. Good, I'm just here to keep you happy. We're professionals. There's no denying it. Okay, in this week's show, what have we got happening? We've got a bit of news. We've got an age group of the week. We've got, have we got a episode of the no, week? No, we haven't actually. Remember last week, we didn't do last week's one. Okay. Maybe we should do that and lose recipe of the week. No, we're not losing recipe of the week. It is gold. Now, admittedly, John did an We were meant to do an interview with Tim, Tim Noakes. I did, and I did the interview. And I was meant to turn up and I couldn't make it, so I had to, I had to abort, which broke my heart. But John did an interview. And we were going to put in this week's show, and John goes, it's going to be a short show this week. Mm. And I said, actually, I'm away in a few weeks. Can we delay it? So it's going to come out probably late April. Mm. But the thing is, John's obviously had to kind of whip together a show today and recipes in there. Oh, no, I just had this gold um, recipe from Sunday night that I just had to share. It was awesome. Just suck it up. Well, I think we probably should have put that. What was the website last the week? People are talking because we... I, I oh, no, we did do the website last week. I had a look at our stats for post Ironman New Zealand. I did see that. I did see that. And people are listening to me. They they want more Project 2014. They want more recipes. No, that wasn't. You didn't talk about the recipe in that race I report. I, I slipped. They're more interested in, in your race when you were out looking at that bloody oh. rainbow or something. <laughs> okay. Um, did you check out the photo on, on our website? Yeah, saw that. Life changing. Uh, we've also got an interview. Yep, with a guy called Rob Durham, and we're talking about. So did he invent it? training. He helped modify it significantly and make it a product that is now ready for market. Oh, they're going to market, are they, John? They're going to market. Okay, we've got some questions and answers at the end. We've got a bit of Project 2014 update. Uh, we've got a recipe of the week. Well, I'll try to get it done quickly, guys. And we've got Kona nicknames and a few other things along the way. So first of all, uh, news this week, Ironman Los Cabos happened last weekend. And Jombo, 
Ford Iron Man Los Carbos. Stephen Bayless is back in the back in the game. Haven't seen him around for a while. Led out of the swim, right up there off the bike. Hung on okay for second place. Pretty solid for years now, hasn't he? Because he was riding when I was riding. He has been going for a long time. When I did my first comeback race, probably about comeback version 2.3 or something like that yep. in the UK. <laughs> so what's this now? Flipping hard, mate. To come back, 5.06. I did this race in the UK, Bala Half Ironman. That must have been 2003. <coughs> and that was his probably his sort of breakthrough year in the UK. And that's when he really sort of stomped onto the scene. And so he's yeah he's probably been full time since since yeah, about since about then. So good good ten years or so, over ten years. But he didn't take it out. Daniel Fontana took it out. And that was predicted by Torsten Stats that he was probably going to win relatively comfortably. And he got himself in a good position uh, off the bike. He wasn't leading off the bike. Uh, then peeled off a two fifty five marathon for four twenty six. So swam forty seven, biked four thirty nine, and ran two fifty five. Stephen Bayliss was second four thirty two. And Domenico Pasilio Yellow, uh, eight thirty four and third. So pretty pretty tight racing. You know, you got eight thirty two, um, eight thirty eight was in fourth. Sven Sundberg and Patrick Evo was in fifth and eight forty. And Matthew Russell had one of the faster runs of the day there in sixth place. On the girl side of things, Lindsay Corbin took it out. Again, uh, predictions were that she was going to smash everybody, and she certainly didn't have it her own way all the way. She came through pretty nicely on the run to win relatively comfortably. Uh, Carrie Lester was leading on the run early on, and then um, Lisa Ribes, though, a smoke and run, 3.02. Compare that to a lot of the guys. She outran a lot of the guys, so that was pretty impressive. So Lindsay Corbin, 53 swim, 5.06 on the bike, and 3.12 on the run, 9.16. So 50 minutes behind the guys' winner, so that's sort of in the ballpark you'd expect. And she's yeah, a, a, a sort of top 10 Kona girl, so you would have expected her to do well. Lisa Ribes in second, 9.20. Carrie Lester, third, 9.26. And... If you ever want me to pick races or put money on races, I generally do pretty crap. So I went on to Torsten's uh, website. The so you even did a research, did you? Oh, not really. This was a pretty tricky one to pick. There was, you know, you had uh, two two good guys on the on the, the site. The two good guys that you expected to dominate dominate statistically for the for the men. Yep. And then the girls, Lindsay Corbin was going to smoke everybody, and then it was just a bit of a guess after that. So I picked T.J. Tolkson, which looks like he either DNF'd or exploded on the run. Uh, I had Daniel Fontana who won. I had him in second, and Jan Van Berkel in third, and I think he finished. Let me have a quick look where he finished. Mm. He finished maybe. He finished seventh, so didn't do very well there. And then on the girls' side of things, I picked uh, Lindsay Corbin to win, which is pretty obvious unless something major went wrong. And I had uh, Kathleen Calkins in second place and Sarah Gross in third, and they let the team down. Well, I can't see them anywhere, John. Yeah. Still looking. Still looking. Yeah. Still looking. Don't think they finished. Yeah. Jombo, one thing that was interesting about the females' race was that – Although not the strongest field, pretty close racing. You know, if you yeah. look between the, the first and tenth, all of them were under ten hours, and they were kind of consistently kind of coming in. It was it was nice to see. You know, I don't think there was any kind of sprint offs, but it was you know good little kind of and competitive field on the guys' side of things. You had you know um, all top ten, pretty much well, nine of the top ten going under under nine hours. Um, you had Pete Vabrusic back there in in ninth place. So yeah, it wouldn't I wouldn't have said it's a 
a weak ass terrible field but there was no sort of uh, rock don't Daniel Fontana's not not bad um, but no sort of Kona top five top ten guys there to be honest I've never heard of Daniel Fontana haven't you I have oh, so what do you know much about him no but I know he's reasonable okay yeah okay. It's, about as good, it's about as good as it gets for me okay um, we did get a video you, you oh, I just put a post on there about Madison is it Mackenzie Madison or Madison Mackenzie oh should get that right Madison McKenzie, Eminem, she um, just posted a little, I thought it was a good thing for a pro to do, you know, it's just really simple stuff, just looks like film with a, with an iPhone, just giving you a bit of a, bit of a feel I for the I think with a GoPro, because she did have a GoPro, GoPro. ad. Oh, yep. That's, so that's I think true. it probably was a GoPro. It just looked like a nice place to go and race, I mean. Um, it beautiful, didn't you it? You know, the transition was basically set up on the, on the beach. And that was kind of cool, eh? Yeah, so you'd run straight out of the water into transition, and um, it, looked, it just looked really cool. The only thing that was probably, the mat could have been wider. Right. Because you wouldn't want to get sand in your shoes, would you? No. No, that's true. Yeah. But look like a nice place to go and race. Okay, Jombo, um, Fernando is going to go to Kona. Is it official? It is official. Well, he's got to qualify first, but... But he won, he won bloody California 70.3 or and, Oceanside 70.3. It was a strong field, man. So he is... He's not just winning, he's dominating. So Far out, yeah, look at him. He's Yant Verdino took it out in 3.49 with a course record from Andy Potts, Sebastian Keenlay, Joe Gambles and Brett McMahon. That is like a, a world championship field, you know. Gambles was uh, right up there in, in the Auckland 70.3. Sebastian's 170.3. Yeah, so that was a high-quality field, and he's just crushing it. And Andy Potts always does great in this race. Oh, yeah. He yeah. normally wins it, doesn't yep. he? Yeah, so to beat him by three minutes, and that was all on the run. Like, Yanfredino is a different level runner to what These we guys, have on there, yeah. you know. Um, and we saw it in Auckland. He just crushed a high, high, high-quality field. You know, Terenzo and Bevan, he just was playing with them. Absolutely How old annihilated. Is He's certainly not the same age as Bevan. And this is something that came up last week with um, uh, Joel Filiol. Yeah, was, it was interesting, um, wasn't it? You know, he's saying, you know, a lot of the guys that come over, guys like Bevan, they're at the very tail end of their career. And with Jan Fredino, I would say he's he's nearing that, but he hasn't been around anywhere near as long as the likes of Bevan. So it must be 2033. Mm, so, so yeah, far out. He's got a few, yeah, he's 32. He's, a, he's born the day before my birthday, uh, yeah. August the 18th, 1981. So... He's still got, he's only 32, so yeah. you, he's probably got a good six, seven years in front of him if he's going to do long course, which is, as you say, is, is pretty good. So he's doing Frankfurt, and he's going to have a lot of points from Auckland, and you know, he'll probably do some more 70.3s, so providing he has an okay race in Frankfurt. Do you have to do an Ironman race? Yes. You have to do one, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So who knows how, you know, half Ironman's totally different to full. But if he can make that transition, he could absolutely crush this because he's no problems whatsoever in the swim. Um, he's shown that he's going really well on the bike in Auckland. You know, he was in the breakaway on the bike in Auckland and running. He's a, a strong swimmer, obviously. Yeah, yeah. 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 And running, he 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 does better in the heat. Uh, he's quite a he's a big guy, so but still, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen and nutrition and all that kind of stuff. So, John, then it. the question you got to go is why. Is Germany doing Germany going to hurt its Yeah, I don't think that's going to be the wisest move. Wisest move, but especially because uh, he's German, mm. he's obviously going to put all balls out there, isn't he? Mm. But you know, it's going to add a, bit, a little bit of extra spice in Kona. If he's riding along on the bike and you're with him, you're going to be going, "Holy shit!" If this guy fuels up well, he could absolutely crush it. So, so. John, I was reading an article on the internet the other day, as you do, because uh, 
the internet's full of great articles. And they're talking about cycling and they're talking about how just why cycling still gets faster. And it was just a really interesting subject. And and you kind of think about Ironman, it kind of made me just think about Ironman over the last you know few years. And what we've seen in Ironman, Ironman has, and, you know, when we first started doing the show, it was, we were talk, kind of talking about why hasn't the sport got faster. And then there was a period where the girls got faster. And then the last few years, we've definitely seen the men get faster. You know, I wouldn't say that. Oh, come on, we've had a 741. Yeah, I, I suppose outside of Kona we have. Yeah. Outside yeah, of Kona. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and I'm just, not just Kona, I'm just kind of saying the sport. Mm. And um, so, so you know, the sport is getting faster, but the run isn't. Right. And why isn't it? Why, you know, surely with sports technology, with science, with, you know, you look at all sports now, how they've evolved and how athletes know so much more about how to perform. You know, like imagine putting an all black against today against an all black from the 70s. They just mm. bloody destroy the poor buggers. Why Why hasn't the run got faster? I don't know. A lot of people ask that question. It's eh? I think the heat has a lot to do with it. If we, if we but talk even Kona, outside of Kona. Mm. Like we still only see 240s. Mm. You know, good run days, low 240s. We're yeah. not seeing, no one's hitting under 240 no. ever. Oh, there's, and there's, not many, there's not that many 240s. Like in Melbourne there was because it was a tailwind the whole day. Yeah, but day. a good runner will get a 242. Mm. You know, we see that you know, every so often, but mm. you're not seeing... 235s. Yeah, like, and, and really that goes back since pretty much... Beginning of the sport, really. Yeah. You know, when was Dave Scott and that doing low 240s? Uh, in the early 90s, early to, early to mid 90s. No, they would have gone in the 80s. No. 89. Melina won 88. Oh, 89, maybe. Maybe that's the 80s. Mm, don't know. <laughs> no, because Melina, when he did, he, won, he ran 301. Mm. <clears throat> and the next year, Dave Scott said, no one's going to be winning at running three hours this year. Mm. So he's a bit of a bit of a bit of a, a bit of a that Melina. When, how long do you think it's going to be? Here we go. Random oh, question has no answers. Stupid questions. It's <laughs> just stupid. Here's a question, a really good question for you, John. How long is it going to be before we consistently see under 240? I don't think it's anytime soon. But, but the guys can do it. Yeah, but they've, they've been able to do it for 10 years, like you said, and they haven't been doing it. So I reckon this year, Jan Frano, Frano how do you say his name? Fredino. 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 I don't know. Yeah. He's uh, going to be the guy. He's going to be your guy. Mm. Finally, an ITU guy who's can prove himself. Mm. He's going to win it. He's going to run a two thirty. He's, he's a bit suspect. I wouldn't. Oh, <laughs> far out! You finally get someone. And you don't no, pick them. he's had a lot of injury problems, and so I'm thinking, uh, I, I, potentially, could be massive. He's six foot four. Yeah, but I just wonder if he's going to transfer it over to Iron Man. Is he skinny? Is he six foot four? Oh, yeah, yeah, seventy five kg. Yeah, yeah. No, he is. He's skinny. a beanpole. And, and he goes out with, uh, I presume he still Andrew does. Hewitt. No, with um, Emma Snowstall, who is like four foot three. Oh, really? Let's, <laughs> not, even, let's not even go there. Ridiculous. Okay. Um, pretty, I'm just going to give the, the girls, it was bloody strong feel on the girls as well. You had Heather Wirtle take it out in impressive fashion from Heather Jackson, Meredith Kessler, Julie Dibbins and Caitlin Snow. That is a hardcore field as well. All those girls, top ten Kona girls. So why? Uh, um, why? It's, it's, it's just the, history start of the, the race. start of the season in the States. Um, Good location. I don't know. You want to get a few points. There's not much else on at this time Money? of the year. Uh, I think it's okay. I mean, I think it's okay, but I John, don't think it's how great. long do you think it's going to be before we see consistently under one ten and halves? Oh, they're doing that already. Oh, they are? Yeah. One five? Not consistently, but, you know, they're consistently one ten, one eleven in that sort of region. So, yeah, now they're running fast at halves, but fulls. Haven't seen the evidence to suggest otherwise that we're going to see it happening anytime soon. Okay, we've organised a tri- long-distance triathlon in Havana, 226, January 25th, 2015. You 25th, can enjoy the history. 25th, yeah. I said 25th, did you? Yeah, yeah, I did. 
Uh, enjoy the history of Cuba and the warmth of its people. You can make reservations to participate on this site, www.tribeer226.com. So that's pretty cool going racing Cuba. Because Cuba is communist Cuba, isn't it? Yeah. They've got old cars in Cuba, eh? Do you know that? They've just changed that ruling. Yeah, but apparently you've got to be pretty rich to have a new car. Mm. Yeah. yeah, real old cars. And Cuban cigars. Yeah. Have, you, go, have you had a cigar? Uh, puff not one. Because you're not meant to swallow a cigar, are you? It's no. more just in your mouth. Yeah. When I was a druggie, John, here's, mm. a, here's a druggie story for you, because I was a bit of a druggie when I was a kid, and I was a pretty extreme druggie. And when I was a druggie, when you do marijuana, John, you inhale and you mm. try to hold it as long as possible. Mm-hmm. One night I had this big hot dog and my mate gave me a cigarette and I was never a big smoker because mm-hmm. smoking is just a waste That's of time stupid I, mean, well, I never drugs, got smoking drugs is fine yeah, well, smoking is stupid okay I, really, I don't, I'm not a good donor of drugs here but but the thing is with alcohol and drugs there was a different change in consciousness or feeling mm-hmm. tobacco what does it do I never got it well, people feel good with tobacco yeah but I think you've got to do it for a while before you get it mm. anyway it's all stupid anyway. so I got, I, got, I got a cigarette mm. took it like I was doing marijuana yeah Spew my ring out. So anyway, don't do drugs. Cool. Hugs, not drugs. Anyway, Brett uh, Semmet sent through this one. He said, hey guys, I'm not sure if you got the latest goss or news from here in Australia, but I am an up to the old tricks again. Challenge has agreed to take over the massively popular Shepparton 70.3 in November after Ironman dumped them this year. The local tri club was going to try to put it on, but the logistics were just too big. So as soon as Challenge announced the date for the ship race, Ironman immediately followed up with a... Ballarat 70.3. On the same day. the Both of these locations are in small country towns in mid-Victoria, which really sucks. The triathlon community appealing, appearing to be supporting the challenge ship race due to the way Ironman is going about things over here. Hope you're doing well. Interesting. Yeah, it's just, I'm getting a bit sick of it, to be honest. Well, I don't really get it. Why would Ironman pull out a race and then put another race on? Mm. There's got to be some more behind it. Like, like, if Ironman had dropped Shepard in, why would they drop a race unless it wasn't going well? Yeah, go find out some information for us, you Aussie reporters. Give us some rep- – someone like Peter Colson, who always comes in with the good goss, mm-hmm. someone let us know, like, was Shepparton not that great a race or was it not performing? Because it seems odd that WTC would drop a race and if it was doing up. well. Yeah. And then to, in a similar area, put on another race. And the same weekend. It just seems like weird business decisions. So give us the goss. i just getting sick of this tit-for-tat stuff. It's just getting a bit painful. Well, it's, not, it's, it's not doing any good for the sport. I know it's business – but it's not doing the sport any good. But, it, but it, yeah. Anyway, coming up this weekend, I'm in South Africa. Woo woo! And 10 years, John. 10th anniversary, nice work. And pretty bloody strong field. Uh, so we, a lot of these early season Ironman races, you know, with New Zealand, with uh, Melbourne, and now South Africa, strong fields. So on the guys, last year we had Ronnie Shilnick take it out in eight eleven, and on the girls' side of things we had Jesse Donovan take it out in, in nine ten. And this year on the guys' side of things, got old Ferris is back in the game. No doubt, I can almost guarantee put money on him being in the top few. You got Nils. He's won this before, isn't he? Uh, I think he is, yeah. yeah. Nils Fromhold is uh, ranked second on Torsten's ranking. Ronnie Schildnick's in there. James Kanana. John, they've got it on the website. I know, I was very impressed. Yep. Um, yep. But the, uh, the thing with Ironman... But they've done good. No, they have, but this is Ironman South Africa has got their own website, so most of the other ones are all usually uh, on the ironman.com slash South Africa, blah, blah, yep. blah. Ironman South Africa, got it. It's easy, competitor list, pros. How hard is it? John, really, seriously. How hard is it's it? It's not that hard. 
but it's yeah, not Melinda's Hayes. Very, <laughs> very strong field, and yeah, I did. Even got the countries next to them. Twig, Craig Twiggy's from the UK. Mm-hmm. Bas Dedrin, who did very well at uh, Abu Dhabi a few weeks ago. Pedro Gomes, who was or Gomez, who was a uh, one maybe was it Sweden last year. So overall, Jody just Swallow. a good strong field on the guys' side of things. It was pretty strong as well. Michelle Vestigui, yeah. Jody Swallow. We got Natasha Badman, Lucy Gossage making her pro debut. Whoop whoop. Jesse Donovan, who won last year, seeded sixth according to Torsten. So yeah, just how do I know Lucy Gossage? We interviewed her on the show. Oh, we did too. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we just, she was a lovely girl, wasn't she? Doctor, we had Doc- Skype problems. Doctor Gossage. There was not Skype problems. That was your problem for not um, oh, plugging the our microphone, microphone in. <laughs> can you hear us? Can you hear us? No, I can't hear you. Can you hear us? Oh, Erica yeah, Cosmo. Yeah, because just just call it Erica. <laughs> Erica and Natasha Badman is racing. That's a really strong female field. Very strong. Go so, Lucy. Good, good, good guys side of field. Good, good guys field and good girls field should be a great race. Go, go, South Africa. Um, Auckland World Triathlon Series coming up this weekend for Kiwis and everybody around the world. Tune in. First big race. First big race and Brownleys aren't here. Yes, they are. One of them is. Oh, well, it's not Brownleys. Yeah, well, you said Brownleys aren't here. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Technicality. One of them's here. The other one's being a softy. Who's being a softy? Alistair, probably focusing on this ten thousand meter race that's coming up. Anyway. Awesome course. Um, I'm surprised there hasn't been more breakaways in the past. Some years there is, some years there isn't. But Didn't uh, Gimmel go for the money last year? He, uh, it was a couple of years ago and he got the money. Yeah. So should be good racing. And there's a bit of extra pressure on, especially for the Kiwis, uh, Commonwealth Games selection and maybe a few other countries are doing that as well. But it's a tough, tough course. And no doubt we're going to see um, Gomez and Brownlee Junior take uh, at the front along with uh, Mola, but just girls and guys fields are both just stacked with stars, so it should be good racing. What time's the race? It'll be in the middle of the day on Sunday. You looking forward to it? Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Oh, actually, you got something planned for the middle of the day on Sunday, haven't you? Yeah, Felic- Felicity's birthday party. I'll do. I'll do it. Oh, how are you gonna do this? I'll do what Phil did. Phil did for uh, Iron Man Melbourne. He had the, blue, the Bluetooth going and he pretended to be outside sort of doing work and mowing lawns and stuff and he had the Bluetooth going, listening to the race uh, commentary on it through, his, uh, through his iPhone all the way through. Yeah, but that's a bit different than your kid's birthday party. Yeah. I'll, just, you, you, I'll, I'll go and watch the kids on the bouncy castle, just go around the corner, <laughs> pop out the iPhone. So you could lose some eyes. Yeah. Whoops. Lost one. Never mind. <laughs> so it should be good times. And yeah, the one other piece of news, Alistair Brownlee is doing another 10,000 metre race. Now, so in this article, he's saying that... John Leveson from Try247.com. Oh, I love John. And he's, he's even done, I was talking to Alistair. That's what we pulled out in this article. I love that one. He's going, oh, when I was talking to him last time, which means, you know, he's, mm-hmm. in, he's in the loop. Um, he's just saying uh, that Alistair really thinks if, if his one of, you know, he could get into the 27s. Yes. Yeah, so it's a night... Of the ten thousand meter PBs, and if, if he, wa- he wants to try to qualify for the Commonwealth Games, he did he did say he'd like to give it a try. The A standard is twenty seven fifty, the B standard is twenty eight ten. Excuse so me. So when last August he did a race in in the states in Stafford U- University, and he did twenty eight thirty two then. So, but he'd done that the week after he did the San Diego race. So mm. he was obviously not in peak for that. But yeah, well, far out the boys pretty fast. Yeah, interesting to see what he does. One other piece of news, news. I'm sorry we cut out for a second there, guys. So WCC have sent us through a, a, one of those kind of PR pieces we get through all the time. From They've kind of introduced this kind of strange concept where 
it's basically saying that, that it's who deserves it the most. Now, working with trainingpeaks.com, and maybe Training Peaks have been on board with this, but they're going to give away 25 Kona slots for the people who do the most training in the month of June. And I'm not usually into these lottery things, but having seen Ironman New Zealand, how it sort of kicked in there with the, um, with the what have they had, the 10, was it 30th anniversary, and they had a little lottery sort of thing there at the end. And, and I don't know, some of these things are really creating bit of goodwill out there and so this is a cool idea well, you train you see, your ass off for a month and whoever m- racks up the most miles they give away 25 slots it's not like if they did one or two they're just going to slap a couple of extra planks on the end of the pier you can extra tw- <laughs> you can extra 25 people in there no problem a few planks actually that's actually a pretty good idea because like, one of the limits of Kona is the pier Mm-hmm. Maybe they should extend the pier. Exactly. But but so, so they find they find slots for flipping um, Heinz Ward and Gordon Ramsay. I'm sure they can find an extra 25 slots for people who just want to go mental. But the problem absolutely is absolutely mental. And okay, see how so much there are some problems do. with it. So first of all, awesome. And Training Picks are obviously behind us, and we love TrainingPicks.com, so it's all good. But it could be pretty easily gamed. Yes, they're going to have to be kept. GPS files will need to be submitted, I'd imagine, and you'll have to have a little bit of verification on those because you can do that GPS GPS EPO.com website. So they'll have to have a bit of verification. But you know, these oh, days, is there a website where you can verify your GPS? We had it as a website of the week. Do you we? never listen to me? No, no, we, that's yeah. been clear for 27 years. So if you want to give it a crack, you, all you've got to do is basically take a month off work and train the house down. How do you, how many, how, like, so 25 people out there listening right now going, fire out, this is my way to Kona. Yeah. And it really will appeal to that non-fast person who's an animal it's trainer. It's going to save you a lot of money. Rather than going doing 12 Ironmans to get through the legacy spot, you just basically pull a sickie for a month, 10 hours training a day. But realistically, you might be able to get, I don't know, five hours training a day, six you, week, 30, well, 35 hours a week. But if, 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 if you're going to go for it, you've got to go for it. Mm. So you're probably going to get someone to do eight hours a day. So wait, eight times 30 is what? It's about 2,400 hours. Yeah, but if you put it into a week, eight, into a week, eight, eight times seven is uh, 56. 56. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to be doing about 300 hours of exercise. Yeah. Get out there. Make it happen. I'm, okay, sure, we'll I'm sure they have some tracking tracking device as well that you can see where you're at in a week. I don't want to be the gaming, but it. I can see why training picks going. I'm, I'm, sur- I'm surprised you're happy they're giving away 25 spots. I, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, a kind of cool idea. Maybe two slots, five I'm, slots. I'm coming around to these things. <laughs> you're changing, John. Yeah. You're changing. Okay, John. Uh, discussion of the week. Our sponsor. 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 Well, first thing, I had a little question here through from Camelo Lam. La Gambina. Um, oh, that's the question. You it, guys, goes, it goes, you guys are legends. You can't ask, can, John, can you ask John a quick question about extreme endurance for me? And that is what is the dosage he takes during his training periods. He's talked about doses during key weeks of training or during race weekend, but not really what he takes day to day. So Chick Hicks. It's uh, basically I just follow, follow the instructions. Um, so when I'm not doing any training, I don't take any. Um, but when I'm in general, just general training, um, just be doing three in the morning, three at night. I've got to say, I'm, I am noticing significant gains with the immune boost. If uh, and I'm I'm now getting on that all the time. I was sort of on and off. I'm pretty hopeless with pills, but now I've got my new swallowing technique. Yep, you just changed me. And, and it just. Yeah, that's making quite a big difference. Anyway, but we're also going to hear a little bit here from uh, the guys at Extreme Endurance about a little study they did in terms of saving your muscles and how we can reduce our muscle trauma. Wait a second, so I'm just pushing play now. I'm going to put up the video up to here. Wait a second there. This computer's pretty slow. When are you going to Kona? I'm going to Kona on May the 22nd. Hurry up, because I need a new computer. Yeah. New Zealand, we get 
robbed for computers and and, and, on, and on Lego that I was discussing with Bevan. Are you, you going to tell the Lego story later on? So, it's not playing. Well, just get we'll get there. So to get the Star Wars, yep, uh, tell us, tell us what it was. Millennium plays. Falcon. Yep. It was in New Zealand. It's two. Oh wait, two hundred ninety. <laughs> Rhabdomyolysis is a dangerous medical condition, often associated with strenuous exercise and muscle overuse. Rhabdo is diagnosed by measuring an enzyme released into the blood by damaged muscle tissue, creatine kinase. As reported by the national media, rhabdo is an increasingly alarming topic with military personnel, firefighters, and cross-functional athletes. Unlike the day-to-day occupational hazards the military personnel and firefighters face, this cross-functional style of training has many athletes discussing the possible repercussions that come with it, namely rhabdo. X-Endurance has the solution to reduce muscle trauma and they back this claim through science. An open-label test was recently conducted to track changes in CK levels of athletes. A group of 31 cross-functional athletes participated in this study. They were required to perform Fran twice over the course of an eight-day period. Fran is one of the toughest workouts among cross-functional athletes. After completing the first Fran workout, each athlete received a seven-day dosage of extreme endurance. They were instructed to keep their current diet and training schedule unchanged. On day eight, the participants returned to complete the second Fran test. On both the pre- and post-testing days, blood samples were taken to quantify and record the participants' CK levels. The quantifiable results of the test were amazing. Results showed after a seven-day usage of extreme endurance, a decrease by an average of 16.9% in CK levels pre-workout and a 63.55% decrease in CK levels after completing FRAN were recorded. That is a game changer in reduction of CK levels. In addition, 29 of 31 athletes performed better in the second workout with an average increase in performance of 8.55% or 32 seconds faster. Regardless of your occupation or method of training, this study proves by dramatically lowering muscle damage and trauma, you will experience less muscle soreness, a quicker recovery, and improve your performance. Prove it to yourself. Give Extreme Endurance a try. Better yet, go to xendurance.com and take part in the Karen Challenge. Hey, if you're not using Extreme Endurance, you're already behind. You're already behind, John. You're already. So if you want to basically save your muscles a bit of soreness, just get on Extreme Endurance, xendurance.com. Remember, use the code IMTALK5. Okay, guys. Uh, last week's discussion. So last week we were wondering about the rolling starts, and we had a lot of kind of feedback on this, and people have gone... The question was, someone sent us through an email saying that they'd done a race, they'd signed up for a race, and it wasn't meant to be a rolling start. And then Port Macquarie, Port, coming up. Port Macquarie. Do you know who they sent the email? <clears throat> I think it was Brett Samot. Okay. And, uh, and he was just saying then, you know, then they've changed it, and he was a little bit frustrated by it because, you know, for lots of reasons. And we, and we actually kind of got mixed answers here, didn't we? We certainly did. Paul O'Doherty, the mighty pod, rubbish, would make sprint finishes less meaningful as they may not be for position. Yeah, that's a really I good agree point. agree with that, because if I turned around... And I'm in New Zealand and seen Pod there, not knowing what time he'd started. I'd be like, I, I still probably would have had the sprint finish, but it would have. But I would, he I would have been there. Yeah, I know, but I would have felt gutted if I'd put that sprint in, and then he beat me by ten seconds because he'd started ten seconds behind me or something like that. So, I totally so, so what happens? That. How, how, how does it work? You just rock it, up and start. Yeah, but how do they know when you started? It's timing, Matt. Pretty simple. So when you go into water, um, you, well, you walk into the water and you go. Oh, so it's not like an Ironman New Zealand where you swim out? No, 
No. So you so basically you you're, you're on the, you're on the land, and the gun goes, and people just start filing over the towing mat and just get in the water and go. Uh, so I mean, New Zealand, you walk down and then you get in the water and turn yeah. left, and you'd be off. Okay. So uh, Jennifer Moore's got love the rolling start in Ironman Lake Tahoe. Uh, very stress-free start while still having fun open water swim. But they need to figure out the 17-hour cutoff when using the TT start. Potentially you could cross the line and be named an Ironman by the clock and being over the 17 hour by your chip time. I don't think it could be over 17 hours because... Because no, didn't they start still, earlier? Uh, if they started earlier. I think true. they started at quarter to six. Right. Right through to seven. I could be wrong, but I think I remember when we talked about last week's email that it was a little bit earlier in the start. Okay. George Papio, I sincerely hope it doesn't become the standard. I've yet to do a full distance Ironman, but I see the mass start as an important part of the race. It will be very disappointing if it's lost. It takes away an important element of the challenge of an Ironman. Mark McGuinness has got Port Macquarie this year. It was my first Ironman. I was really looking forward to the mass wave start, given the Ironman tradition. However, given my expected swim time, I would have been hanging back anyway to try and stay out of the trouble at the swim so I don't think this will change uh, this change will impact my swim strategy athletes should be smart enough to be able to see themselves in a mass start my concern is more to do with the decisions being made for a small percentage of people who choose to participate but aren't actually ready to undertake all the elements of the Ironman race we shouldn't be lessening the challenge to complete an Ironman our mass starts on the people not completing the swim or leg or injuries direct due to the mess start. Mm, good point, I think. Yeah, that's a good one. I left uh, Weidler. I did a wave start my first Ironman in Mont-Tremblant. For me, it was a real relief because the mass start the year before was a shit show because of the start because the start area was too small. I would also be fine with a rolling start if the start area was too small as well. Now, a race like Kona in Melbourne where there is plenty of room for a mass start is fine. So he's really saying... Depends De- on the depends on the, yeah. it depends on the, you know, the design of the course. Although, another good point. Although, good point, but should they be starting races with too small a start area? Yeah, but it's not... Yeah. Yep. It, there's, there's a lot of places which have really good races, like Rote. You couldn't have a mass start there. There's no big la- lakes probably in the region that are big enough, so does that preclude them from having an event? But then there? Rote don't do it. Don't do they do a let's say group start. Let's say you wanted to have a mass start there, you couldn't. No, no. You're yes, some right. Carry on. Oh, do you think... Absolutely no way. No way. Is it not wide enough? No. Troy Watson, most people have focused on the safety aspect, but I think you will find that there is an element of draft control involved here as well. When you're putting in 2,000 athletes in the water together, you have a large population, a proportion of them exiting within a 20 to 30 minute period, when a large portion of those exiting the water together are then also going to complete the ride in 30 to 45 minutes bracket, you are creating a situation where more athletes and less road equaling more drafting. The solution, of course, is less athletes on course, but I will win an Ironman outright before WTC does that. I think that's one of the best points so far, and I'm going to bring that up later. Glenn Newbold, man up and mass start. That's the excitement of the... Man be- up and mass start, that's <laughs> a good one. That's the excitement in the beginning. 2,000 people feeling, uh, peeing straight into each other, not waiting for the cannon to go off. Won't do any race that has a rolling start. Okay, semi, semi brown maybe? I think so. Yeah. Um, a rolling start is piss poor, mess start, self-seating with caps, swim caps coloured to determine where you start line up. E.g. yellow caps in the back, blue caps in the middle, white caps in the front. Once you take the mess start, um, once you take away the mess start, it becomes about participating and ticking the box and not fully committing and challenging yourself. WC are changing long course triathlon too much, it's sad. 
Matt Miller just makes a point that with Port Mac this year, they've got a massive low tide, so it's kind of, again, conditions are dictating a little bit about what they're doing. Okay. Truman Jack, Jack try man, got, try man Jack. Tryman Jack, sorry. Um, I'm pissed about it. He's pissed about it, John. Yeah. Did he piss on himself? Remember that was the thing, wasn't it? Would you piss on yourself? Yeah. Um, it's Iron Man for Christ's sake. If you can't handle a mess start, you have two options. Wait until everyone is gone and hang out the back and or don't do Iron Man. I don't like it. Mess starts is half the fun. Uh, last one for me. Kobe Try wrote as a, as a wave start. Sucks as mass congestion from the start to finish with different sta- standards in each wave. So constant overtaking or being overtaken. Uh, nothing like the mass start for excitement and an equal start time for everyone so you know where you are placed. The mass start is one of our sports standout magic moments. Paul the Butcher Hellings. You right there? Yep. Yeah, Brett Summit. It's got a great discussion, everyone. Personally, I'm not sure how I feel. Yep, the 20 minute of treading water, the Aussie national anthem, watching the pro race off, and then playing underwater fight club for the next 30 minutes was actually a part of the fun. I am a terrible swimmer and absolutely get pounded, but it's a part of the Ironman folklore swim. I'm not for it, but I understand why. Of course, not suitable, then okay, but athletes should be ready for a mass start bike. That is where the real gain is spreading it all out. So, Jombo, your thoughts? Okay, this is exactly how it should be done. Uh, I, I reckon mass starts is the way to go, as most people have said. No, hold on, I'll, I'll try to rephrase this. Um, word it right, John. Word it right. So I think mass starts, everybody should be able to do it if the conditions are right. So again, as people have been saying, a Taupo or a Kona or something like that, mass starts, it's, it's, got, it's, it's the best way to start the race. If this course is not suitable, like Rote or something like that, but I think I, I think, yeah, not, not doing just a... What's, what's, what, what do we call the new way? There's two starts. There's a rolling start. Rolling start or, there's, okay. or there's wave starts. Rolling start and wave starts are totally different. I just don't know if I like rolling starts. Like, I could get, you know what? For the non-confident swimmer, I get it. But again, you're doing an Ironman. Exactly. You're doing an Ironman. You're signing up for a race that is epic and it's crazy. And, you know, that's that's the deal. If you're, if you're not up to it, maybe it's yep. not the sport for you. Um, but but at the same time, if you do a rolling start, like at least, at least in road, like Rote does get a bit messy, especially on that second lap, yes. and you know, and, and you know that, that swim start is. Oh, I didn't find it that messy to be honest. But the thing is, at least you know the people we were you're the racing first wave, with. Though. Yeah, true. But I don't think I was the first time. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. I was, I was an age group the first time. But the thing is, is that um, I did Rote twice, didn't I? Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, is that. And at least you know the people you're swimming with are you're racing against. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the big difference. Whereas with a rolling start... You don't know where you are. Yeah, especially if you're a competitive person. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and you see, like, you know, your spotters out there on race day on Taupo would have been letting you know what's happening around you. Yeah. Whereas if it's a rolling start... Don't have a clue. And the other thing is just... Yeah, yeah. So that, all that being said, almost everybody that I've spoken to who's done a rolling start didn't really have any complaints. Um, and I've coached a few yeah. athletes that actually said, oh, no, it worked out fine. And some of them have been uh, middle of the Packers, back of the Packers, but a couple of them have been towards the front and they haven't been too phased by it. But towards the front people, what has been their strategy? Uh, it's been a bit mixed. I don't know what I'd do. I'd have to really give it some thought. What I'd, what yeah, I'd because do. is it worth kind of going a little bit after, mm. knowing you're going to have to swim through some slower swimmers, mm. but hopefully be able to catch up to some other groups mm. and then, you know, you're gaining some time on that swim. It's, it's a tricky one. Where I think this this uh, this whole argument has some real validity is not so much about the swim. As Bevan said, I think you should be able to man up, and if it's a mass starts required, 
go for it. But I think the real benefit of the, what they're doing here is uh, is spreading out the bike ride, as, as somebody pointed out, yeah. because that's where the real issue is. Swim, just got to suck it up and, and do it. But bike, by doing this, spreads it all out and makes it a hell of a lot more fairer. And uh, I see that's where the benefit is. My suggested solution is to do age group wave starts. If, if, you're, if, if you need to do, if, if mass start is not going to work, do age group wave starts, then you know where you are. And it still spreads out the bike. Yeah. Still spreads out the bike. But do you think that in 10 years from now we won't have mass starts? Mm, I think there'll be a few, but I think on those big ones where you've got three to 4,000, they want to get three to 4,000 people on the course. I wouldn't have thought so. Taupo, mm. I think, still works okay, but, the, but at Taupo, you've got 1,600 people on the course, and it's still pretty congested on the bike, but if they got over 2,000, then I'd be saying, yeah, I think it's just going to become too much of a draft fest on the bike. Some would still be fine. But just the bike would be start to become a bit of a debacle. On Taupo, how many people were you passing in your second lap? Oh, not not many. Not many. I mean, a, a few, but it was not a big deal at all. Okay. Yeah, not a big deal at all. Because when it was in Rote, which was a much bigger field, we were definitely passing yeah, a lot was, more people. That was wave starts. So no, but I remember just thinking the two oh, yeah. on the bike, you know, yeah, like we in Rote, which were probably two, two or three thousand people. Yeah, but wave starts, so those people might have been starting an hour behind us. Yeah, but on that second lap, you were definitely oh, a lot more massive. congestion of people to overtake. Okay, um, this week's discussion, so we've got someone, who's coming on? We've got Sue from Endurance Corner. Uh, I was just arranging it this morning, so I haven't got too much details, but uh, really going to go through tips on racing in the heat so if you've got any really good tips about sharing your experiences or things that work well for you in terms of racing in the heat we're going to have that as a discussion topic next week okay john we'll put some music on do you know john john i's anniversary today how do you what anniversary of what well, the first time we could have got it on, to be honest. Just got to get married, then you have a proper anniversary. No, well, because we, we started kind of seeing each other. You know, you, do you not remember the first, do you not have the date you kind of first dating? No, I know the month. What month know. was it? Uh, October. Did you, did you send her a letter, tick this box if you want to be my girlfriend? Pretty much. Yeah, so you should yeah. remember the day. Signed the, signed the contract here. Six years ago, six years ago. Joe and I, we uh What's this got to do with age group of the week? Well, I just was thinking my lovely partners, oh. you know. I just thought, you know, today's the day that we were six years ago. Right. Six years goes fast, eh? Mm. How long have you been with Belinda for? Two thousand Yeah. Year two thousand. Now wait a second, so you're fourteen years. Hmm. You're just a minnow. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. There's no denying it. Yeah. But you, you even you, saw her. You, 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 you can come to me for relationship advice. I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm coming. It's 14 years is a long time. How long have you been married? Uh, 2006. So, so you, you've just that seven-year itch is gone. Yeah. Did you have the seven-year itch? They say that. It is, yeah. You did? Yeah. Did you get I through was it? Itching. I was bloody... <laughs> Didn't you, you see those scabs I used to come around with every bloody... Uh, I was like, this guy's got a problem. I forgot yeah. there was seven years. Yeah. Seven-year itch is gone. Oh, there you go. Well, if you've got seven-year itch, ask John some advice. Get yeah. some cream. Yeah. Okay, well, this is a great one because Richard Swan, Swanee Noah sent through... Speedwalker. Speedwalker was Swanee Noah. He sent through... I'm finally getting around to nominating Natalie Gaskin as Age Group of the Week. Of course, this could have been done by her husband, Dino Gaspin. Yeah. <laughs> Dino. There's your link. <laughs> There's your link. See, it did make me think about that, actually. But he seems to have admitted to do that. That has endeavoured to qualify a number of times, but did not have the pleasant experience in 2013, having been to Kona three times as support crew management for Dino, again, 
You think he would have said for the age group of the week? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and, and she put, put up with the other Kiwis. She was especially keen to finally race there. So she had the race of her life to qualify at the Auckland 70.3, where she was second fastest in her age group, then smoked the run, <coughs> the bike, and the run with the fastest individual bike run splits in her age group to take the age group slot and a PB of 438, coming eighth overall. That's smoking. Nice. That's pretty good. She then backed it up with a PB, 25 minute PB. Uh, maybe it was lunch that she had attended at my parents' house on the Sunday before, which led to a perfect build-up, or more probably the determination to have a great build-up, with a 57-minute swim, a 5.46 bike, and then a 3.29. That's a good race, isn't it? It is, very she finished solid. in a 10.20 in the third in the age group of 30 to 34 age group to rank our a top position. But I will say, she did a 25-minute there at Ironman New Zealand, did a 10.20, got third in her age group, didn't qualify there though. Because it was, I think it was only two slots in her age group, and they both went. So wow. it's lucky she had that great race in Auckland. They were both right behind these because she had a great oh, yeah. race in New Zealand, ten twenty, mm. and did not qualify there. So Nat has already shown true Ironman spirit. When I suffered a massive meltdown in Kona twenty thirteen, she had thought that I was, I was possibly in some medical related dead zone. In the love fields, she showed genuine concern for my well being, and for those reasons, despite taking two odd months to nominate her, Nat should be nominated as age grouper of the week honourable mention Phil Patterson past winner for his meaty performances that was obviously did this straight after Ironman New Zealand including second fastest age group time 303-ish considering Phil's straight marathon PB is 2.55 shows how meritorious meritorious never heard that word before he didn't spell it right though Swanee get your, get your bloody spell checker out yeah two John and I there. never spell things wrong meritorious you spelt wrong and despite you spelt wrong uh, just, just sight. Uh, Depp's <laughs> his performance was of course Phil would have gone faster if he wasn't drafting penalty less hope that doesn't happen in Kona because uh, he got pen- penalised in Kona so as well Phil's a bit of a pattern happening here <laughs> yeah, I didn't I know about his pattern he got done in, in Kona uh, and then he got done in Taupo so cheater cheater just, cheater uh, Peter just, but hey but Natalie but first of all do you know sharpen up yes it should have been the first email yep Show some love to your lovely wife. It is nice when you get someone like that who's around. Because it must be hard when you I always think when you're two people doing the same sport who both have the same ambitions. Mm-hmm. It's funny. There's a couple at the gym right now. And um, the, the guy is getting a lot of opportunity. They're both mm-hmm. instructors. And the guy's getting a lot of opportunity. And it looks like he's going to go far. And he's a really good instructor. So, you know, he's going to get there. But his partner's a really good instructor as well. And she's not getting opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I often wonder... What's that like when they go home together? <laughs> but Natalie brings home the bacon, hard-working lawyer. She's not a nutritionist, as some people may think. <laughs> she's a hard-working lawyer. What does Dino do? He probably just bloody sits around training all day. Bloody flutters around, yeah. gets to Kona slots and goes, oh, honey, you need to harden up. Yeah, you need to go earn some money so we can pay for That's all right. this. That's right. you want to go to Kona? So Natalie, you're a legend, Natalie. And so uh, Dino's not racing this year, so he's going to be the bitch this year, sitting on the sidelines. Is he coming over? I don't know. I assume so. Hopefully, he hasn't got seven year itch when he comes over. Yeah, you know, so he can be getting that cream from you. Team manager, team supporter. So well done, Natalie. Met her up in uh, in Taupo and seventy point three, I think. So nice work, Natalie. Natalie. You are a age, age group, group of the, of the week. week sponsor. Bevan, oh, I'm excited, John. You were t- you were commenting on my t shirt this morning, and I do I do need some more t shirts. I don't like wearing finishes t shirts that much. I don't, I've never kept I've, the only finishes t shirt I ever kept was it wasn't even really finishes t shirt. When I went to Kona, 2004, 10 years. Mm-hmm. 10 years. People are suggesting you get back on the horse. I know people are, and guys, it's that ain't <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Okay, here's, here's what I'll say. When I give up my group fitness career, I'll do an Ironman again. Right. 
Okay. You've got to want to do it. If you don't want to do it, you're just, you're not going to do one just for the no, sake of doing it. It's too bloody and, hard. And, and someone's going, you'll qualify. There's no way I would qualify for Kona right now. You would have had to do It would take me two years, I reckon. You, had, you would have had to do equal your PB in yeah. Taupo to qualify in our age group. Yeah. 921 Phil qualified. Yeah, I did 919 in Taupo. But, yeah. but there's no way. <laughs> I did nine, what did I, oh no, I did 916. I was thinking, shit, imagine if I turned around and you were coming for a sprint finish. I would have got you on a sprint, I reckon. You probably would. Yeah, I'd get you on a sprint. Well, I was going on. pretty good in that sprint in Taupo. Yeah, possibly fast, but <laughs> yeah, but he takes two steps for my. Oh, I take two steps for his one. Yeah, this Sorry, is a problem. Back, he needs back, to improve his cadence. Back to t-shirts. So, so, so when I did Kona in two thousand and four. Nike gave us these really nice, nice Kona tops. Mm-hmm. I mean, New Zealand obviously arranged it with it, and it was a New mm-hmm. Zealand team top. Yeah. It's the only top I'll keep. Yeah. Otherwise, they were gone. Well, I don't usually keep the, the dry fit ones. The only reason I wear this one is it's a regular t shirt material one, as are the t shirts on Coffees of Hawaii. And, and the, those, cool have got some, those have got some style to them. And they, they fit Bevan's t shirt criteria in terms of pricing. Do you think I need to take that up a little bit, John? Wow. Seventeen fifty. Seventeen fifty. Under. I know. Mine's twenty five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Even with the exchange rate, you're still under twenty five for that. I reckon. Yep. I reckon you are. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out right now. Seventeen fifty. You keep talking. Point eight eight five. I got a nap, moment. John. I got a nap. Okay. Oh look at that. Twenty twenty dollars not eighteen cents. There you go. <sighs> so they've got a, they've got an espresso t-shirt. They've got a estate. They've got an island princess mule skinner. And the stylish little sort of stamp designs on the front, I like them. I need to get one. They've even just got the Coffees of Hawaii one. Sorry? Just plain Coffees of Hawaii. Plain Coffees of Hawaii. <coughs> so get on there, get yourself some coffee, and while you're at it, get yourself a Coffees of Hawaii t-shirt. Awesome way to support it, and you'll be easily identified by the Ironman community going, that guy knows what he's talking about. He's been to Hawaii, even if you haven't. That's right. And uh, <laughs> That's right. Years ago, people used to think I was Bevan Doherty. Yeah. When I, I remember a mate of mine in yeah. his mills, he was going, he was introducing me to someone. He goes, "Oh, this guy's Bevan. He's a he's a really good triathlete. You've probably yeah. heard of him." Yeah. And I was thinking, "Do I do I break the illusion? Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I've been to the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got a silver. Yeah. And a bronze. Yeah. Been not, world champ. Not going so well now. Getting having troubles with nutrition. Oh, nutrition is a bit of a bugger. This, yeah. this long sport, stupid. Yeah. Now I might become a musician. So t-shirts, get on it. Coffeesofway.com. While you're at it, get yourself some coffee and remember all the promo codes are I on IamTalk.me and get 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 on it. How long do you reckon if I were to go back to Ironman, it would take me to qualify? Oh, I reckon you need to go a good year at it. I reckon at least a year and a mm. half. Because mm. I'm I haven't biked. Mm. I seriously haven't biked since 2008. Mm. And when when Buddy the Mountain Snail's wife was beating me on the bike in that race I did, yeah, it was hurting. <laughs> it was hurting a lot. Not hurting because I was pushing myself. Yeah, it was hurting well, it emotionally. How qualifying goes? Like last year, nine fifty. You'd be able to do nine fifty pretty easy in our age group. Yeah. This year, nine twenty one. That would take a bit of work to get to nine twenty one. It ain't happening. Yeah, John, we're going to interview. We have. So, uh, I do John a bit did of, an interview. Do, do got a bit of an intro, introduction as we go through it, but basically we're talking about ergs, and I'll do a bit of a summary when we wrap it up. But this okay. is Rob Durham. Here we go. Righty-ho, on today's show we are going to be discussing a bit around a concept that a lot of you guys are not going to know a huge amount about, um, erg training, and specifically a Revbox. Um, you'll be able to find out more details about that at revbox.co.nz. 
and our guest today is Rob Durham, cycling enthusiast um, from the from Great Britain. He's got some sort of funny accent from, and we're going to figure out where he's from. Sounds like a bit of a mad scientist and an engineer and uh, all those things above. And he's one of the guys who is very firmly involved within the the Rev Box. So welcome along to the show, Rob. Cheers, buddy. Righty-ho. Um, so an erg. First up, we're going to talk about what an erg is. Um, and I had my first uh, first tryout on the, the, the rev box yesterday. Um, a very simple way of putting it is you take your rear wheel out of the bike, uh, off the bike, and then you put it onto a contraption that is basically a big fan, on, and you then work your way through that. That's probably the simplest way to explain it, but Rob is going to give us a much more succinct explanation of, um, of of what a what an erg basically is uh, an erg is is uh, fan blades uh, in our case fan blades with arons and this one pushes out about 25% more than any other erg on the market uh, generally around about uh, 25 litres per second and generally gives you your legs a lot of pain <laughs> It does, and I think a lot of people get confused with the terms we use. So, you know, some people think an erg that's just a magnetic trainer. You know, it's an indoor trainer. You say you're doing an erg session, but you're not really. So we're talking about yeah, an erg in this sense, not a magnetic trainer. Um, can you just contrast how how different sorts of trainers work? You know, so, so say an erg versus a magnetic trainer versus maybe what else is out there. Well, magnetic trainers um, offer resistance. Um, as of to which the, if you start from a novice, they, they have a, a purpose, and then as you get to become more of a, a elite or not elite, but a Sunday rider or a weekly rider, uh, they'll spin out over a period of time because you'll reach your your goals and end of life for a magneto, um, other than doing warm ups before races, whereas an erg. Um, once you engage the, engage the erg, you can change the gear ratios and everything else. So it's got a constant, you've, you've got a constant battle to push it forward. And of course, the faster you go, the more resistance you get. But the same it swings and roundabouts, because if you want to use lower gear ratios, as, as um, juniors come on board, they might have, um, say, a, a, a 34 um, chainring on the front, and then you've got an incorporated cassette on the back, which will have a ratio from um, 11 to 27, which most cyclists are familiar with. Mm-hmm. So you can pick any one of those ratios using the, the uh, 34 chainring, for instance, on the front, and, and work yourself down from, from a 27 down towards the 11. And as your legs get stronger and you get used to it, you can then change change the front chain ring to say a, a thirty six or a thirty nine, and your legs grow exponentially with the ratios that you want to put on. There's not a lot to adjust other than what's on your bike and what your capabilities are. So you're only limited to how far you want to go. Whereas general uh, magnetos, you're limited to what the magneto is going to give you, and what the ratio is with the magneto, and and sooner or later that spins out. Whereas the erg. You can build on and build on and build on. So you can start at 16 years old mm. with a very skinny pair of legs. I had a, I had a, 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 a nephew a few weeks ago, uh, calling the uh, the, din- the, di- the ginger ninja. <laughs> I took him from I took him from uh, Onifado to Port Waikato on a push bike and introduced him to the erg, yeah. and um, he just could not 
believe it. He couldn't get enough of it. He just wants one. He says, you know, Uncle Rob, make me one. I'm going to have one. I want to be a cyclist. So he really saw the benefits there and then because he was very grown up in, in his head. And, um, yeah, so from, from a child to, you know, somebody senior years like myself, I'm 51 yeah. and beyond. Um, so... So with this, there's no electronic parts. It's basically, you know, more or less a fan that's creating the resistance. It's a fan that's creating resistance, and there are training schedules um, that have been uh, published from around the world. Um, John Castle is one person from the UK. Um, you can find them on the internet. So they, they, you you can use power intervals, and and these are things for for, for people from juniors to seniors to learn anyway. Mm-hmm. I've just been talking to John uh, McKenzie, John McKenzie, yeah. and uh, I mean he's a he's a real uh, forward athlete, and you know in his game, and even I stepped in with him just having a chat with him a few minutes ago. He was on the erg, and I talked to him about. Um, different ways of using the erg and he'd never heard of them mm. um so you're always going to learn i mean i'm from an engineering and construction background and every day you're learning something new technology is moving on and and it's not just about new technology old technology mm. i mean the erg around the world has never really gone the distance until now because exactly what we're doing now on our, our, doing this recording mm-hmm. this is what's going to put it there for people to see and they'll, and they'll give it a go and they'll and they'll take it up well i mean i've been involved in triathlon since 91 and yesterday was my first ever session on an erg <laughs> so you know um it's it's something that's going to be foreign to to a lot of you guys so i thought um you know my experiences yesterday, you know, basically what I got, got did is I got on, did a few little one-legged drills, um, then did some some work at VO2 max, so around about, say, 16K time trial effort. Um, probably the first thing you notice is it, it feels different and you're you're sort of forced to, to pedal the whole pedal stroke. Well, you are. It's, instead of, for those that know a little bit more about cycling, we, we cycle in a, in a triangular motion. On a normal bike, um, it's an up and down motion, backstroke, up and down again. Well, with with the erg, um, you have to focus on the whole circumference rotation, so you can you can focus on pushing, pulling, and even in between. So if you think of an octagon, those are the points that you've got to think about all the time. He gets you to focus on technique, um, like good runners. And, and, and elite cyclists always talk about technique, keeping mm-hmm. your legs together, focusing and not rocking around and everything else. And that's what the ERG does. It, it pinpoints where you want to be. It's, I mean, it doesn't. it's not just a benefit for cyclists. Mm-hmm. It's a benefit for the triathletes, swimmers, runners. Um, I, last, I used it last year because I, I was, I've was i been sick with an acrotizing pancreatitis. And every now and again, I get about problems. And last year, I lost... Uh, 10 kgs in this short period of time, mm-hmm. but I also lost a lot of muscle. Mm-hmm. And using the erg, um, did started doing running, strengthened on 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 the erg, and then I went into the um, the Mount Half Marathon, mm-hmm. and I came out with two hours and nine minutes, mm-hmm. and that was from being four weeks earlier really 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 poorly, mm-hmm. and my first trip on the road, I couldn't do anything like that, but mm-hmm. the, it just it just focused the firing mechanism of the muscles because it hits that as an as a neurological point. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas when everybody runs, it's a compression point on the legs. Mm. So in, 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 if you're familiar with, with, with weight training or if you're familiar with sprinters, they do negative resistance training. Mm. It, maybe just explain that because I think a lot of people won't know negative resistance training. And I think the analogy you maybe mentioned or I've, um, is if you're in, a, say, a Smith machine in the gym and you get assistance one way but not assistance the other way from people spotting. So maybe just explain what you mean by negative resistance training. A lot of, a lot of iron gyms um, are, now, are now incorporating this sort of training for younger people and, and also people that are sick and want to get back on the road. And, and the thing is, using a Smith machine is basically you're in a, a standing position and then you lower, lower down to a squat, mm-hmm. uh, knees together or legs apart, whichever way you've been trained at the time. And you lower down in increments. It might be, you know, uh, 300 mil for instance mm. you go 300 mil down and each time you go 300 mil down you've got to hold mm. you hold for a certain amount of seconds and you re- release that and go down again and you do the same in reverse but by holding the muscles in that position you're actually tearing the tissue mm-hmm. and, we, and we all know if you tear tissue in a muscle in the right way the muscle grows it encourages it to grow the erg does the same thing but it doesn't necessarily tear tissue what it does inside the muscle you've got um you've got slow to, slow twitch and fast twitch muscles so it does it on a neurological level and, it, and you can get those two firing at the same time in your different strokes mm-hmm. you combine them together and rather than solely damaging the muscle it, it, it gets the nerves to turn around and say hang on we need to grow mm-hmm. so you're actually in a better motion rather than pounding mm-hmm. and likewise when you train in our hills if you're running or if you're cycling, you'll go up a hill as hard as you can in the, in the lowest gear you can endure or the highest gear you can endure, whichever way you want to put it, and then you're basically tearing tissue. Mm. But it's only going to give you split seconds because what you're going to do going on a bike up and down a hill is in those seconds you're tearing the muscle and that's it, done. Job done, you go home, you, you rest. Whereas the erg talks by using the erg it gets the nerves to talk to the inner muscle the muscle does get damaged but not in a in, in a in a absolute raw state mm. so then then the muscle is kitted kitted quite a lot in, in different terms much more than i can explain right now mm. and then that's when your recuperation time starts to get it to grow and it does it in a shorter period of time and so it was one of the things you were saying is, you know, in terms of getting the best bang for your buck, in terms of efficient use of training time, uh, you don't need to necessarily be doing an extensively long session on the erg versus, say, what you might have to do if you wanted. I know it's not the same when you're out on the road, but you'd have to probably spend a lot more time out on the road to try to get some sort of similar workout. Yeah. And that's what negative resistance in the workshops in, in gyms were all about, was to get huge, big bodybuilders to make uh, um, an expon- exponential amount of muscle, or depending whether it was want- whether they wanted to do muscle or endurance, mm. and by doing the negative resistance in shorter periods of time in the gym it was a lot more different than just pumping iron every day. And, and whereas the erg, if you go out for a four-hour ride you know, on a natural bike, it's four hours of whatever. You know, wind, rain, and everything else, and you come back to a workshop or, or wherever the, the erg's sitting, and you can compact that into two hours mm-hmm. because you're specifically isolating muscles, and and it and it really works in, in different ways. And people, 
over last winter and I was using it with my club and and I saw the difference when I came out in the new year mm-hmm. and said where have you where have you got all those skills to do hill climbing suddenly in you you know you've never been out with us <laughs> yeah. and, and I think that's one of the things is um the, the erg and we'll maybe talk about that in a moment is if you want to do some hard work you can you cannot outdo the erg and we'll maybe go into that in a moment but in terms of uh, I just know with most of the time when we go out cycling you know we like to go out there and pound ourselves and smash it all around the place and do hill reps and do intervals but we've spent very for triathletes I know spend next to no time even thinking about technique and this will really force you to to be doing you know a full pedal stroke all the time well, I mean, you can only you can only equate technique if you take, for instance, archery. Mm-hmm. Archers talk about all time technique um, in order to get the arrow going where it needs to go. And it's not just about um, looking at wind resistance on a, on an arrow or something. It's actually about how you how you snatch and release on the bow, mm-hmm. and and that is what is lacking with a lot of. Um, um, Say running disciplines, swimming disciplines are, are aimed at what what the what the actual um, coach can see and tell them how to balance it. Um, in in cycling terms, your coach will turn around and tell you whether you're throwing a knee or whether you mm. you know your your elbow is sticking out or if your hips are rocking too much. But this is is a tool that goes beyond those bits and pieces. It's is it. I had, I had a, a chap turn around and say to me just recently. Um, which was um, Gordon McCauley turned around and said, um, keep things simple. Mm. And, and it was quite funny, actually, because I've got a thing on a wall turning around and said, perfection is keeping all the small things simple. Mm. And this is exactly what it's doing. It, it make, it's, it's giving you the scope to look at yourself in simplicity, whether you're a junior, whether you're advanced, whether you're an elite, and saying, I can improve here. Mm. And, and it's all about what you see in it at the end of the day. For, for the numbers geeks out there, um, I, I know that this can this machine can be used by from from beginners to Olympic level track cyclists. So if if someone wanted to try to figure out how much power they can put through this thing, um, someone like a Mark Cavendish or something like that, what sort of power can they generate, and, and can this machine can still sustain it? Um, it will do in excess of two thousand watts. Mm. Easy. Um, I spun it on a, on a on a special uh, three horsepower machine um, in early days, and and it was given given a three horsepower electronic machine, real hard time at four thousand watts. Mm. So I don't think a human being can go that far. But yeah. if if Matt Cavendish or or Sam Webb get on it, I'd like to see what is gonna what is gonna happen. I mean that that's what's gonna happen in 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 a, in a week's time. On the fifth, we're actually gonna. Uh, be approaching Sam Webb on his ground at the velodrome with a machine and um, see what grin he, he develops. <laughs> I keep you posted on that. Um, and I guess just a couple of other features of the Revbox um, versus other things. I guess one of the key things you've really been going for is to try to make it quiet or quieter than uh, because I know that other ones are, are noisy as hell. So what, what are your sort of advancements on that front? Well... Phillips, you're the man involved, and I don't think anything's been said. Or he's sat in the studio in the corner listening. But when he when he when he first met me, I think he thought I must be a little bit of a, a potty juvenile senior or something, because he turned around and said to me, "Man, I cannot get this thing quiet. That's our problem." 
And I said, well, give me some time, give me a few weeks, you know, and, and we'll have a look. And uh, but then rummaging and a few calculations and figuring out. I phoned him up one night and I turned around and said, it's quiet. And he said, no way. He said, it's not quiet. I said, can you hear it? He said, you're having me on. So I said, record it, take me a photograph, do me some film, do something, I want to see it. So before I started meddling with it, um, it was doing around about 110 decibels in frequency. And after a lot of talking with Philip and, and, and a few bets on the side, mm-hmm. I got it down below 80, mm-hmm. 80 watts. But there's a frequency in, in there. Now, 80 watts um, or 80 decibels, as one would be looking at, um, 80 decibels is, is about where your washing machine is. Mm-hmm. A washing machine screams between 80 and, and 90. Mm-hmm. But the frequency is a lot higher. And I won't go into that detail because it's all maths. Yeah. But in essence, we got it quieter than a washing machine. Yeah. So, which is which is the comfort zone for people to have it yeah. in in the living room. We I'm actually I've actually tweaked it just recently with, with ailerons that makes it as quiet as a TV set with a child sitting in front of it with full blast cartoons. So. <laughs> so, so at the moment, um, you know, I'm going to be uh, riding on it more and more, and I'll be able to give you guys um, more feedback on it as as I learn more about it myself. Um, at the moment, uh, it's not up for sale. When, when are you guys likely to have these uh, out to market? Well, I mean, we're we're, we're out to market now, and we're collecting numbers because one can, you know, we just can't produce one machine for one person at any one time. So people are, are constantly coming to us on the internet and, and saying, look, you know, put me on your list. And, and it's, it's all about um, refining where we're, where we're getting the components from and building it in situ because because that's what we want to do is, is build it here in New Zealand. It's a Kiwi idea, even though there's a German in the corner and there's a, and there's a pom talking over here. Yeah. The thing about it is we're both Kiwis, yeah. proud to be Kiwis, and, and, and that's what it is. So... The only thing that's slowing us down at the moment is just the Kiwi element, is, is where we're going to build it. Mm. And we are building numbers um, as they come through. We rush them, rush them forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think probably, Phil? Three weeks. Yeah, about three weeks we're going to be getting up there to production and, and then Phil's going to be turning around and saying to me, you know, how can we make it better, bolder? <laughs> so it's never going to never going to stop it's going to keep on changing because it's, it's it's what I was talking to Philip you know if you stand still you're a dinosaur yeah. so really what we've what we've achieved here has gone from um, what I saw one time being a MDF cutout mm-hmm. on a on a track to becoming something more tangible mm-hmm. and, and Within everybody's grasp, and it's not going to cost you three thousand dollars. You know, it's 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 cheap enough for a good old Kiwi to buy. Because let's face it, we all like looks and bolts for nothing over here. (laughs) Well, look, guys, what we've really tried to do today is just give you a bit of an intro into you know another product that I'm going to be using this year and my sort of uh, quest towards Kona um, and so we just tried to sort of skim over the surface give you an un- understanding of what it is um, and we're going to be doing follow-up follow ups on this uh, so we can all learn a bit more about it so um, if you want to find out more go to revbox.co.nz and Rob thank you very much for your time Cheers buddy Okay Jumbo. so I haven't listened to the interview yet first of all how long is it? Uh, about 20-25 minutes Oh man hmm. <laughs> Is it good? 
It's gold. Life-changing? Life-changing. Why? I don't know. It's just an area that I've never really looked into or done anything, any work on. You guys now know what an erg is all about. Bevan's going to ask me all these questions about ergs, but it's just been covered in the interview, <laughs> so we're not going to go over that again. So wait a second. Can you explain what an erg is? <laughs> so it's just a tool that I'm going to be trying, uh, especially over the next couple of months, uh, to see what sort of... Can uh, I ask a couple basic s- questions? No. You can listen to the interview. But it's going to be... You can ask me questions next week, but I'm going to be doing a weekly Just session. does it feel a lot different? Yes. Than a wind trainer? Yes. Does it feel like a... In it what feels way? significantly different. It feels like you're... Almost feels like you're riding on false flats. Sort of, you know, you just... And you ca- you just got to kind of work it a bit. Yeah. You're trying to go up... You feel the pedal stroke a little bit harder. You gotta, you, you do, you're doing a full pedal stroke. So it's forcing you to pedal, do a pedal stroke all the way through. And the diff- I think one of the key differences is when you're on a wind trainer and you really get on top of it, you know, you can really get the, the flywheel or your yeah, thing. You can it sort of start, becomes easy. It becomes a bit easy. When you go harder on this thing, it gets harder and harder and harder and harder. And there's no Oh, so as the intensity you, try, you yeah. pick up, it gets harder. It, it's really difficult. I know Hayden Ralston loves him. Yeah, well, this the big difference with the Revbox one is if, if anybody's ever ridden on an Erg before, they are incredibly noisy, like yep. really, really noisy. This one is still noisy, but it's it's certainly manageable. And as we heard in the interview from Rob, you know, their, their target is to get it um, the kind. same level as a washing machine. So washing machines get... Mod- it's like it's, it's well, a lot. it depends on what cycle you're on, John. It does. <laughs> you know, are you on the wash or on the spin? So that's been one of the key things is, is the noise level. But uh, it's it's... Different to say a Wahoo or something where you get on that and you can do all these different programs and power outputs. This here is more of a, a skills ride. exercise and uh, strengthening exercise. So I'm looking forward to using it and I'll be, I'm going to get on So have you got one of you? I'm, I'm going to be using it weekly and just playing around with it. So I think it's got some real benefit to doing a bit of technique work. It's not something we do a lot of work on our, on our bike. It so really isn't, isn't it? No. You know, and when you think about, you know, it's where you spend the most time in the race. It's funny that you don't do that. Mm. Okay, John. Um, okay, well, check it out. The website is revbox.co.nz. Um, I'll put a link to that on www.imtalk.me. John, Project 2040 update. Oh, yes. It's back into it. Are you, you are? Back into it last night. Did uh, 3 by 15 minutes at FTP. So certainly getting back into it. And that's sort of the plan over the next... Eight weeks through to Kona, 70.3, and the camp over there is really to knuckle down and try to do some... When FTP. is it? Six weeks? Uh, I think it's about eight. Okay. It's, in, it's Queen's birthday weekend. I'm just counting to my computer, basically. Yeah, so we're in April now, April, May. Oh, I think I get back on 2nd or 3rd of June. Yeah, eight weeks. you got to your computer. And then up. I go away. Oh, no. You filled me in on that. Oh, well, we're just going to Melbourne for a week. Okay, that's all right. But I'll probably be away... The, uh, when you get back on the 2nd? I think no, I'll get on back on the 3rd oh, or something I think like when you computer to Melbourne. That's all done. I'll, I'll throw it to you from yeah, just uh, coming back the plane and Yeah. Anyway, so very much moving into a bike phase. Did six bike rides last week. Pretty happy with that. Also, I posted a little clip on our Facebook page and also on coachjohnproject2014.com. A little session we did in my garage on Saturday morning. We had. Oh, uh, wait a second. I haven't seen this. Oh, it's, it's got. So we basically got the. Wait, wait, where are we going? Wait a second. Uh, Facebook or your coach? I think you can go onto our Facebook page. I think I posted it on there. Huh. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. No, I don't think you did. Okay. 
We'll go to Coach Sean. Anyway, what we did is we had uh, four of us in my garage. We had the Wahoo kickers in there, and we're basically using a software program called Perf Pro, and we had the big screen up, and we had a little projector, and what we did, we did a, a warm-up, then we did a 25-minute race on the Hawaii Ironman course, and this is legit fair racing. You're all on the kickers, and it's all telling you who's first, second, third, and you're going back and forth and what have you, and it loads the resistance up for all the hills, and me and Murray were sitting there trying to figure out which hill we were climbing and stuff. And we did that, so that was really cool. And then we did a another one-hour workout, which was all based percentage of FTP. And so, you know, when Murray's riding next to me, and we're at, he's at 105 percent of FTP, he's working at a significantly different wattage to me. So we're all doing the same workout. Wait a second. Wait a second. What's your website? Coach John. No, it's not. Project2014.com. You sure? Yes. John. Project2014. Project. Okay, good. You should just over that top corner. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just a really cool. I mean, you can do this stuff by yourself by getting a, a, a Wahoo or or a um, or a Compu Trainer. But the fact that we were able to have a head for head race and this is a who won um, Heath actually Heath Exley Exley. I probably hate oh Heathrow, he's my old yeah. swim coach. Is he? Yeah, he's a good guy. Okay. He is a really good guy. He, yeah, he, he's he swim coach me. Yeah, yeah that's anyway, why such a good swimmer. He took it out. He's doing Ironman Texas coming up. It's and we had Murray. Involved four of us getting together on the Wahoo Kickers using You'll see it coming up in a minute. And see, I made a little clip there. Yeah, you put your ads in there. Although you need to work on your bloody. Oh, no. Oh, you could have done your ads a bit better. could have done that. It was, quite, it was a quick job. Yeah. Because yeah. it all disappeared. Anyway, it was cool that we, we managed to get it all. Just got a big screen. Yeah. You got a projector. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. How long you have for 25 minutes, is it? Yeah, I only have a clip. You know, I got puffed, so I stopped recording. Oh, so wait, you're racing right now and you took a video? Yeah. Oh, that's why you lost. I know. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's... Although, get rid of the Windows logo in the background. Oh, yeah, well... You should have a picture of the... the the trees. Yeah, if you listen to the whole interview, you understand why. It was oh. early in the morning. I didn't have time to do that. It's just cool. We could do a race in my garage. And in our club now, we've got 10 of these, and we're getting another nine on the way. We can have 19 people racing head-to-head yeah, in one great. room. It's going to be really cool. So that was kind of cool for So wait, is it purely speed, or is it based on ability? Uh, we can do it either way. So you can, do, you can do it as a pure race, and you just load in the person's weight. So, you know, if Murray's riding up a hill next to me, it's going to be a little bit harder for him because he's 84 kgs versus my 70, and it factors all that stuff in. And or you can do intervals at a percentage of everybody's FTP, FTP. but you need to know their FTP. Yeah, um, just a cool. cool way of racing. And it makes so if you if you guys have got long in winters and stuff, a Wahoo kicker is going to cost you about a grand. The software costs you another hundred bucks. It will make your training infinitely more interesting, and you can make it a lot more specific. And if you haven't got a power meter, it's a great way for getting an introduction into power as well. So just in terms of Project Twenty Fourteen, April May is all about the bike for me and I'm not too worried about the Kona 70.3 in terms of uh, race performance it's just about getting better on the bike it's pretty cool yeah. I like that I do like that and it's I was very surprised I don't look at our stats for our show very often but there was a massive spike on the post Ironman New Zealand show and I was quite surprised by that there was nothing else special about that show oh no people were interested in your race I know so, people love you John yeah it's okay so, we it. so Project 2014 update is going to be in most weeks from here on in people oh is that what you're saying? Oh, you're justifying. It. Okay. Sponsor. Nah, take a pause. Take a pause. I'll take a pause, John. Wait a second. Here's a pause.
the great thing about podcasting, John, is the poison doesn't exist in their world. It doesn't. I've got. I've got. It's I've actually got, three weeks later. I do, yeah, I've yeah. got a good topic to discuss about athletics next week. That's why I had pause and I didn't have wasn't had didn't have time to figure it out. But last weekend we had Ironman Melbourne. Yes. What you can do because athletics obviously takes a little while to get the results up there because they've got to wait till they're all confirmed and Ironman probably modifies them all a bit. What you can do, you can go onto athletics.com and you can put your own provisional results up there, and then once they do come out. You're in. Uh, we had a few people up there. We had P. Patterson. Oh. Not Phil, but Paul Patterson. Oh. There we go. That's funny. There is a, there is two Phil Pattersons in Christchurch, and one of them is a mountain biker, and he did quite well in the race. So I was looking through. I was sitting there with Phil actually on Saturday looking through the results, and I said, Phil Patterson. It was like 20th place or so. Where, where, who won the race? Some 16-year-old dude. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Was it much of a field? No. Oh, okay. No. Lots of people did it, but not yeah. many. So Paul Patterson uh, did 10.52. Peter McLeod from now based in Christchurch, 11.12.58 on three weeks training. Alison Simmons, also from Hawaii, 11.25. Brian Dragonak from Newcastle, 10.25. Greg Gorman, 11.18. Andrew O'Connor, 9.27. Smoking. James Whitaker, 12.12. Uh, Grant Callahan, 10.06. And Natasha Went. 1428. It's pretty good. It is. So if you want to get on there, go to athlinks.com. If you've got a race you've just completed, say for example, you've just done Ironman Los Cabos, uh, you go in there, just type it in, and you can uh, add your result in there, your provisional result. You can put in your time, and then when they come out, boom. The, the key know. is, like a week after your race, just go and do it. Mm. You know, but like almost like put that in your diary, go to Athlinks, put on my thing, because it's that thing that if you don't do it, you'll regret it later on. Yes. And as you know, as John's been really good at doing it, and you'll kind of just look at his, you know, his career of racing, and, and it's just such a great thing to have. It was funny actually, because I write a diary every night, and I've often talked about this, and last Thursday night, title was to hear. And so we went back and grabbed more old diaries and we're starting to read some old diaries. And it was really interesting reading to her some of the stuff I'd written about her from, you know, five, ten years ago. You're a shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, crap, dude. Um, no, luckily it was mostly positive. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but, but it was just really cool, you know, and it was just sharing those memories. And, mm -hmm. you know, the thing is, diaries are a really cool thing to have in your life if you do them. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and this is where athletics is such the same thing, whereas you can look back on races and you can be as, as simple as just going, you know what, put my result in, or you can actually put a little bit of a report, bit of a report on those races. Yeah. And in some ways, I think that's even better because, you know, while John can look in his race and go, oh, back in 2000, I did this race and I got that time, you don't really remember that race unless it was a really key race in your life. Yep. Whereas if you were to go back and go, oh, oh wow, I actually had a really good run that day, or, mm. you know, so, you know, a little bit of time, Putting a lay in that foundation is something you won't regret later on. So athletes.com. Pod, I noticed you haven't claimed your I'm in New Zealand. Phil, you haven't claimed that yet either. Sharp it up. You need to get on there. And Are you the first athletes finisher? Yes, I am. Yeah. Only, only just. Uh, Quentin Fogarty, who was next in our age group, he was he was four minutes back. So what should uh, Speedwalker Swan? Notice you haven't claimed yours yet either. Well, he wasn't really happy with his. What are you coming on? Give us his results. I'm scrolling. Did he blow up in the run, didn't he? Yep. Rob Dallymore. Still got to claim that. Did Rob Dallymore Richard race? Swan, 105 swim, 526. 105, is, is, he, is he normally that slow? Um, I think so. 526 on the bike, 314 on the run. I think that was a pretty big positive split. And what about Rob Dallymore? See, these are the guys who dominated last year. Yeah, Rob Dallymore qualified last year and did 950. This year he was 953 and he finished... Is that right? 19th in the age group? Wow. No, maybe no, that's 19th on the run place. 
Basically, guys, you get to kick out on Athlinks. Check, check, check it out. Athlinks.com. Okay, John, let's let's rush this next one. We've got six, six. You've got two minutes. minutes. Two minutes, have I? Okay, wait. There's two minutes. Wait. What are we doing? I'll give you. Wait. Stop. Okay. John's recipe of the week. Oh, this is gold. It will only take two minutes. I was conscious of that. Okay. Ready. Set. Wait. I'll stop watching. Ready. Set. Two minutes is quite a long time. Okay, now I'll be fine. I'm ready. Go. Revised. John's revised beetroot burgers. This is courtesy of The Dish uh, magazine, which I got from my Christmas we present. We get The Dish as well. This is quality. Uh, this is why I bring it. One beetroot, one onion, half a cup of breadcrumbs, some garlic, Moroccan spice and, and cumin, an egg, half a cup of mint, two tins of chickpeas. You grate the beetroot and fry with the onion, garlic, and the spices. Then you food process all the rest together. Then you basically make it, put, uh, make it into patties, put it in the fridge. You serve it on nice fresh buns with a little bit of carbohydrate there, I know, with some uh, avocado and some mayonnaise. Absolute gold. This is one of my best recipes, new recipes I've had. But, uh, so you don't have it hot? You, you barbecue the patties. Oh. Sorry, did I miss that part? Well, you, you, bar- said, no, you said you put it in the fridge. Oh, you put it in the fridge to, to let the patties oh, you solidify a bit. Okay. And then you barbecue it. They're quite moist, but got to have a nice bit of avocado in there. Absolute gold. But a carb's not bad, John. But a carb's not bad. But I know some people have got their little little things. Less carbs is good. I don't think you need to eliminate carbs. No. Although Noakes will tell us otherwise. Does he say eliminate them? Not eliminate them, but, but maybe two, I think he's saying 200 grams of carbs. 200 grams of carbs is not a lot. Not a lot of carbs. Not a lot. There you go. Oh, well, no, no, I'll leave your recipe for you. It's a minute 10. I'll give you a minute 10. That, uh, in a two-hour show. Beautiful. You, t- you take those along to a uh, barbecue, and it gets a bit of tension. You've got a nice pink... Pink burger there, people will love it. Wait a second, there's no meat. Yeah, you take it along, you still take it along to barbecue. You don't need meat. Beetroot. You're gonna die of cancer. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't have carbohydrates and you don't have meat, what do you eat? Well, you eat vegetables. There's a bit of protein in there. Jesus Christ, this world's getting strange. <laughs> okay, uh, questions and answers. We've got a question here, and the winners are. Hold on. We, last week we talked about the all world champions, but we didn't actually mention the winners. So I'm going to well, go through this what, really quickly. What was your world champions? Oh my God. You seriously don't listen to a thing I say. No, no. Was that last year's winners in. It was a series, like if you did enough Ironman races. So it was sort of the age group rankings. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember talking about that. Yeah. So we're going to quickly go through it because these people deserve a bit of credit. Caroline Dementiev from Panama was 18 to 24. Alyssa Godetsky, 25 to 29 champion. 30 to 34, Sonia Wyke, also from the US. From Russia, Valentina Kislukina, 35 to 39. Nice, you're doing well. I'm not, I'm not helping at all. Karen Ponet Madonado from the US was 40 to 44. I think Ma- Maldonado. 45 to 49, Sue Aquilia from the US, and she is on next week for our endurance corner. She's oh, an endurance that. corner. She's an age group champion. Age group world champion. Uh, age group world, all world champion. Great. Then we had a bunch of Aussies taking out the next few age groups. You had Mary Mitchell, 50 to 54, Nancy Cullen, 55 to 59, Beryl Wilson, 60 to 64, and Carla McKinlay, 65 to 69. Nice, go all Australia. from Australia. Good New Zealanders, John. We've oh, we have further one. Further down, Cheryl Wadworth, 70 to 74, Harriet Anderson, good old Harriet Anderson, 75 to 79, and we had what, 80 plus, good old my sister Madonna Buddha, and the physically challenged was Christina. Um, now, just going back to the physical challenge, did you see about Anne Thiles? Yes. Thiles? She, she Thiles. always tells us how to yeah. Thiles. Thiles. So she was initially listed as the physical challenge, physically challenged. Because she helped a blind person do a race. Yes. Yeah, which and is And she sent cool. through a picture of that, and she was running along in her thongs. Yeah. 
I was just wondering about how the gap between the toes. You find her in Cana this year and you can have a chat to her. You get oh, well, well, do you vest up your toes? Yeah, we'll find out. On, uh, okay, on the male side of things. Tim Russell, 18 to 24. And then we had Sam Murphy, who's from Christchurch. From Barrington. And 25 to Down 20. Down the road? Yeah. Is it really from Christchurch? Yeah, yeah. No, he used to come to me for the old program years ago. Um, so... Go Sam. Nice work, Sam. Sam Murphy, you rock. Simon, You're the best in the world. Simon Schulbert, uh, 30 34. Ivan O'Gorman, 35 to 39. Olaf Carsten was 40 to 44. He lives in Hong Kong. Apparently he is a bit of an axe. So I think uh, Keish Doy, he was Ironman New Zealand, 45 to 49. I think he usually does pretty well in Kona. Steph Olvesvarm from Sweden. Sweden. Uh, John Hill was 50 to 5 to 59 from Australia. Richard Tout from Canada, 60 to 64. Herman Hefty from Switzerland was 65-69. Molas Kostic from Canada, 70-74. John Weber was 75-79 from the States. Lou Hollander, who we interviewed in Kona a few years ago, was 80-plus. And then Ricky James was physically challenged. So quite a few US athletes there. Like on the guys' side of things, you had one, two, three, six out of... Um, what is you it, had eight girls. 15? And eight girls. So a bit of a spread. US guys have got more races, so you expect them to dominate a bit. Yes, your winners for last year. Well, well done, guys. You guys are really legends. Okay, John, so we've got an email here from, how do you say that name? <coughs> well, no, the person actually sent it was Jeff the Explosion Curry. Okay, so it's got, as your adopted tri club, they actually have our logo on their tops, I which know, we think nice is pretty work. awesome. Uh, we are proud to let you know that several members of the Lisbon Triathlon Club achieved Knights of Sufferlandia status. We rocked your logo on our kit while we completed the mammoth challenge of completing 10 back-to-back Sufferfest videos with only a 10-minute break between each video. It was a very tough challenge, uh, but the support from clubmates, friends and supporters meant that we made it through and become the first Sufferfestland Knights in Northern Ireland, a proud achievement. As part of the challenge, we raised money for Cystic Fibrosis Trust and were greatly supported by them in the effort too. We are delighted to have raised over £2,000 so so far and hope that we get some more money might roll in over the coming weeks. It was one hell of a tough challenge and there were some sore bums and legs after the session which saw us ride 10 and a half hours in the saddle to accumulate 175 miles in the process. Now to be fair that's a hard 175 miles because oh, yeah. it's basically interval training non-stop. Yeah. Uh, the photo of the night celebrating in the true Northern Irish style with a tin of beer afterwards completing the challenge and these are the nights so we have so Stephen Bloomer you do the next one. Oh, okay hold on hold on hold on uh so Stephen uh, Sir Karen Stewart. Now Ian Pollard did only do four videos, so he hasn't become a sir. That's still four. Pretty hard effort. Still sir, good effort. Sir, sir Ben Dooley. Sir Mark mm. Vaudry. Vaudry? Sir Adrian Wonderboy McKee. Or Aaron. Oh sorry, Aaron, sorry. <laughs> Wonderboy McKee. Uh Sir Michael Sinton. And Sir Jeff the Explosion Curry. Nice work. Solid effort. That is a pretty good effort. Nice to go and do stuff like that. Eh? It's kinda of like what you do with your Yahoo kickers. Yeah, we didn't do ten hours of it or whatever they did. 175 I'd imagine who went for the world record for uh, spin classes, so he did twenty four hours of it. That's just stupid. Yeah, and he got injured really bad after his knee. It wasn't, wasn't a good thing to do. Um, Aaron Torelio, he sent through, my name is Aaron Torelio, and I'm a member of the Tri Dubai Triathlon training-based group in Abu Dhabi. Um, next week, around 40 of our members will be travelling to South Africa to compete. As you may know, one of our group founders, Roy Nasser, uh, was killed this past year in a cycling accident here in Dubai. I think we mentioned it on the show yep. at the time. I am certain that many of our members completing this weekend have been in part inspired by Roy, and I wanted to pass on the small piece of information 
along to us as well. It may be something worthy of coverage. So we just thought pretty cool that the whole group's going over to South Africa and just nice that you're respecting, you know, that love for Roy. Peter Colson just sent through something about um, Melbourne. He's just saying just listen to this week's show uh, and how you're commenting on the number of people that went under 10 hours. You might want Thorsten to have a look at the run times compared to other years. There is a point to the point. There is a point to point run, and the entire run had a tailwind this year. He was saying, mm-hmm. so a nice southerly was pushing everyone to the finish. The south wind also pushed everyone up the hill, heading out in a bike, and then downhill in when they were coming back. But the wind didn't even exist on the second lap of the bike, so probably made a big difference. He's just really interested to see what will happen when it goes northerly, and he thinks it'll be you know pros will be going sub ten that year. I think that's a bit of a stretch. They're not going to go from eight to ten. <laughs> Oh, Peter Coulson, he knows his stuff. So just saying that. And then just Camelio Hitchick La Gambia. Yeah. She's saying she was watching this, uh, reading this week's, this month's 220 magazine. Yeah. Tim Hemming. Yeah. Gets a feature with his Iron Talk tricep on. Nice work, Tim. Yeah, mate, legend. Legend. Mm. On a serious note, guys, we've just got one thing I do want to mention. I haven't even told John about this, but it's just an important thing. Um, Adam Carolla. He does a podcast. It's a, it's a very popular. Have you heard of Adam Carolla? No. Okay, so in podcasting world, Adam Carolla is a comedian. He's he's, a, he's kind of um, a big American comedian, quite a famous comedian. And Adam Carolla is pretty much the biggest podcast in the world. Outside of us. Pretty much. Yeah. And luckily, they, other people don't know this, because Adam Carolla's been done for patent um, right now. So patent law is basically... Software patents are a very interesting area right now. So basically, a guy who... 20 years ago, putting a patent for this whole idea of if you have a list on the internet, you have to pay money towards him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's going at podcasters for, for this. And he's gone for Adam Carolla asking for $3 million. Mm-hmm. And why is this important for us? Well, it's actually really important for all podcasters out there because Adam's basically going to court and he's going to fight this battle because, you know, A, he doesn't want to pay $3 million. But B, if he loses, these guys are going to come after all podcasters. Mm-hmm. And they'll go from the big guys down. But obviously, you know, even the small guys like John and I, they'll come at us for money that, you know, that we can't, you know, like they come so at what us. Have we done, what would we potentially done wrong? I don't understand. Well, so, let, so patent law basically says that, let's say I invented the cup. Yeah. And I spent all my energy inventing a cup and then you wanted to make a cup. Well, I've spent all my energy and resources making this cup. Hmm. So if you want to make a cup, you should have to give me some, uh, some kind of commission. Yeah, I understand on, that. Yeah. So, so patents are a really good thing for protecting property or intellectual property and so if you do the work and you make the investment you get some return hmm. but software patents are a very interesting area because it's a very murky area and what people are doing basically is um, they're kind of just kind of doing things that are kind of random things and then putting patents on them and then going for big money for people to you know saying well I invented the whole idea of if you've got a list on the internet then I've invented that idea, you have to pay mm-hmm. me. And people are just doing all these random, and, and their argument is that there probably shouldn't be patents on software stuff. Mm. And so these big, there's this whole idea of patent trolls who basically invent these patent softwares and then go for big, like big companies like Apple and that mm. have paid millions of dollars out to people like just for these stupid ideas. And Apple actually paid quite a few million dollars for the people who own this patent around the podcasting one a few years ago. I'll put a link to an, a This American Life podcast on patents. It's a very interesting area, and it's actually really corrupt, and, but they're making millions and millions of dollars. Mm. And so this person who owns this patent for the whole idea of doing lists, I'm not sure if that's the exact patent, but it's something like that. Mm. He's gone to Adam's Corolla's podcast, and he said, look, you asked $3 million. And, and Corolla's obviously, um, well, 
you know, I don't want to pay you 300 bucks and it's mm. kind of, it's a lie, it's crap, you know, mm. you've just some idea you thought of 20 years ago, it hasn't really had much to do with anything I'm doing. So Adam Kroll is going to go to court to fight it and it's going to cost him $1.5 million to fight it in court. <laughs> Crazy, eh? And, and that's what's happened is with these patent trolls is that the court costs are so high, mm. so they'll, they'll go, oh, look, you know what, give me 500000 instead. Mm. And so, and people lose the battle. But then what happens is once Kroll loses, then they'll go to the next big podcast mm. and so on. Eventually, they'll come to guys like John and I who, you know, on this particular podcast, we're probably mid-range, um, but they'll come to us and they might say, look, we want you guys to give us 50000 bucks." Mm. Now, John and I don't have 50000 bucks to put mm. towards this. We'll probably say, well, bugger it, we'll pull the show away. Mm. And... Um, and so what Carol is doing, he's going to court and he's going to try fight this and it's going to cost him a million and a half bucks. And, but if he wins it, then they disappear. And there's an, there's, it looks like he's got a pretty good case because there has been some examples in other areas where they've won the battle. So, so basically, why am I talking about this right now? Well, Adam Carol has got a fund anything fund that you can go and donate money to. And I've put a hundred bucks of my own money mm-hmm. into it because I really believe in the cause. And I think mm-hmm. it's an important thing for podcasting in general. And he's got a fund and right now it's up to about 300,000 bucks, but they need 1.5 million. Mm-hmm. Now, when with this thing, um, it, it, the Adam Carolla is not taking any money. The fund anything is not taking any money. If they don't spend the 1.5 million in it, they'll put that towards fighting future cases or they'll just give it to charity. Mm-hmm. So it's not about making profit at all. It's just about helping Adam fight this fight because mm-hmm. As a podcast listener, and I know myself, I spend hours listening to podcasts all week. Mm. I, you know, like I love podcasting, and I think it's actually one of the best forms of media out there in the world right now. Um, and so, as a community, we need to get behind Adam on this. So, I'll put a link to this on www.iamtalk.me. And if you listen to podcasts and you really appreciate, mm. you know, the free content you get, you know, obviously we get paid. John, I do make some money from podcasts, it's ad supported, but at the same time, you know, comparison to like TV or radio where you listen to, you know, 20 minutes of ads for every hour you get, you know, there's bugger all ads. But if you actually just appreciate this form of media, this is a battle we all need to get behind. So I'll be chipping in. Yeah, definitely. Just go on. I'll put a link to it on our show notes, www.iamtalk.me. I think it's actually, I'll just, um, I'll find it now. I'll, I'll tell you at the end of the show what the actual um, um, thing, the link is on the show. So if you want to do it now as you're listening, but just chip in a few bucks and, you know, seriously, if we can get to that 1.5 million, we, we really want to win this case. Mm. And it's a, it's a thing that a lot of podcasts out there are talking about. And it's just a really important area. So um, I'll put a link to it on the show notes. And while John's talking now, I'll. Um, well, we've got to wrap this up soon because I've got to get out there and train so I can rack up uh, enough points to get, you know, a future slot for Hawaii. Exactly, John. Exactly. Okay, it was an April Fool's joke. Yes. And actually, what I'll do right now is I'm going to pause because we tried to do it early on and we lost the plot, and uh, and then we had to pause and do it again. So wait, I'll put that so on this, now. This was a first attempt. First attempt. Here we go. Ready? Hi. Moving on. Moving on. Well, I was, there was another piece of news. What's the other? Oh, that's right. Yeah. This is big news. This is, this is big news, John. So we just got an email through from WTC this morning, you know, they were sent through the PR pieces, and they're, they're bringing out this idea, that, which I'm not sure if it's going to work or not, but basically it's a reward system for who deserves it the most for – so wait a second, I'll put up the email, so wait a second. So WTC – so they're in line with training <laughs> – <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you said you're going to pull through. How's that email going for you? <laughs> he pops it up. Okay, we had a, we had a delay there, but Newsom's ruined my April Fool's joke. Yeah, apologies, everybody. I was going to April Fool's, and I think I would have got you on it. Eh? I was going to back you up, saying yeah. oh, I'm not usually into the lot. Sorry, you go ahead. 
Well, we were going to do a who deserves it the most. WCC, we we're going to announce who deserves it the most. Yeah. What we could do is we'll, we'll do it again and we'll put this bit at the end of the show. Okay. Okay, so wait, we'll do it, we'll do it. Okay, so it was an April Fool's joke. And so the whole idea was we've tried to fool you. Did you, did you believe us is the yes. question? I think they did. I think they did. I think it was, you know, people probably, some people think, wow, I could probably do this. Mm. Take June off work. Exactly. You know, get along. Yeah. You know. Don't have to race another 12 Ironmans in the next 12 months just to get my legacy spot and go and do this. That's right. Suckers. Suckers. Yeah. Did you fall for it? Yeah. That's, that's what we all know. Did you fall for our trick? Put it on Facebook. Did you fall for our trick? That was a good one, but wasn't it? Because yes. it was close enough. Yes. It's the key to a good trick. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be close enough. Righty ho. Nickname time. Uh, sponsors first. Sponsors. Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. Extreme endurance. And uh, your lactic buffer. And coffees if away. T-shirt time. Uh, T-shirt time. I'm just trying to put up this thing for Adam Crawler. You do yours, and then I'll do mine. Okay, so all this, everybody's buying e-books gets your chance to go into the draw to get to Kona, and we're going to be drawing that sooner than probably what we already thought, because things are slowing down a bit, and we're just going to get it done and dusted. So if you do want to get a part of this, uh, get on there, get an e-book, go to imtalk.me, 30 bucks, and you get a high-quality production book, and you also go in the draw to win pretty much an all-expensive time in Hawaii. First up for me, we had Stuart Sports. I'm just going to go Formula One because I thought Jackie Stewart used to be the Formula One sort of manager and thought F1. So whoever, nice. whoever Stuart Sports is, you're F1. We may have done F1 before. Doesn't matter. You've got a repeat one coming up as well. No, I changed it. Uh, Johanna Lundstrom, Skull Splitter. Nice, I like that. Sort of a bit of a Viking theme there. And they could almost get like a theme on their helmet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ironside, Roland L- Lightsell. I thought, I'd say Luxel. Luxel? Could be. Lick, like yeah. Luxel? Uh, Julian Holstock, the Abingdon Animal. Nice. Paul, the prescriber what? Why is that? He's a pharmacist, so he's a prescriber, but he can also prescribe some pretty pain. pain. Yes, it gives uh, you love of Chris, pain. Christian Isaacson, Project Armenia. Now, Christian's actually he's got, pretty, a, pretty wonderful got a website on. Go to christianisaacson.org, and he's actually trying to raise a whole bunch of money for um, Armenia and the poverty that's going on. And they've actually got something on this Saturday, the 5th of April, in Farmington Gardens Nursery in Farmington Road, Beaverton, Orlando, uh, go to christianisaacson.org. I just sort of went onto his website to find out about that, but good on Christian. Uh, Aaron Frank, I was thinking you know, a good nickname would be Let's Be. Aaron, Let's, let's Be Frank. No, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> that was a bit weak. So, oh, I uh, thought it was right. The other one was The Wonder. Nice. Uh, I think we'd already had that for Aaron. Mandy, The Magic Miler Miller. Nice, that's good. Uh, Gavin, Phantom Hex Sutton. Jason, Professor Mega McFall. That's from, isn't it, from like Despicable Me or something? I'm not sure. One of those cartoon programs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul, he, he has Paul the Chainsaw Link, or we also called him The, the missing, missing Link. Nice. Uh, Raymond Grandmaster Panerio, and that's my lot. I got William Chanel, and, uh, and it's the fourth. So I thought, William all Chanel. class. Nice. Because when you've got a fourth behind your name, you're, you're, yeah. you're from a classy family. There's no second aisles, as I tell you that much. No. Um, Samuel Rush, premium, nice. premium Rush. Uh, Daniela, Dan, Diane, sorry, how do you say one? Carlton Nager. Carlton Nager? Tigger. Tigger. Yeah. Oh, bit, got of a, rhyme, bit of rhyming there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paula Green, the divine one. Mm-hmm. We've got Jonathan Balabuck. I'm going to say Uncle Buck. Yeah. Remember that movie? Yeah, I do, kind of. Yeah, John Candy. John Candy was great, wasn't he? Yeah. I loved John Candy when I was a kid. Um, Jacqueline... 
McCarthy, she's wild eyes. She's got some wild eyes when, she, when you're racing. I remember that time. Who was who was it? Lou. Remember Lou? Lou, yeah, he's Lou? coming to Canada. Is he? Oh, of course he is. Mm. And I remember doing the last day we were in Monaco and we had to do a swim set. And he was a bit of better, he was a slightly better swimmer than me, yeah. but only just slightly in the pool. And I remember he's, he's just behind me and I'm killing myself to stand in front of him. Every time I looked at I could see in his goggles and he just had these wild eyes on him. <laughs> <laughs> he was like not letting give me a break. So I just thought of that. Wild eyes. Um, we've got Monique uh, Colby. Cuvée. Cuvée. Uh, the beautiful Besher. Nice. I'm not sure if she's beautiful or not, but I'm sure she is. I'm sure she is. Beautiful. Uh, Rebecca Smith. I thought Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So yeah. I thought, gun for hire. Nice. Yeah, like that. Uh, Andrew Winter, he's a local boy. He's yeah. still racing. I haven't seen him, but yeah. Okay. Lean, mean machine. He's pretty lean. Yeah, he's a lean, mean machine. Uh, Mark Scudamore, we've called him the missile in the past. Justin Miller, Miller Max. Mm-hmm. And then J- Michael Lennon, John Lennon, the Warris. Nice. I am the Warris. Cuckoo, cuckoo. The donation page is fundanything.com, pet and troll. If you yeah. want it fun for the podcasting. Um, Jombo, so if you want to get the book, go to www.iamtalk.me, buy the book. We've got about 100 to go, so cool. get it done, because we want to get it done. Uh, Jombo, we've done sponsors. Jombo, your goss. Uh, what's my goss? What's my goss? Uh, we, uh, yeah, Felicity's fifth birthday this week. She, wow, um, school. Tomorrow, actually. St. Martin's? Uh, not for a little bit. She's staying on at uh, Montessori for a while. Why would you do that? Because that's what you do at Montessori. You stay on, often stay until you're six. Sometimes, some even stay until you're seven. Really? Mostly you're six, but yeah. So how long are you going to go? Uh, well, with Thomas, he stayed on till he was uh, sort of just kind of time where the, the year sort of fits in schooling, so they kind of fit in. So Thomas stayed on till he was about five and a half and then started at the beginning of the next year. She's okay. going to start um, probably in term four, just sort of see how things roll. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, no, it's really good. Montessori's awesome. Is and she excited about going to school? Um, well, she wouldn't know you because she doesn't know Yeah, she's pretty happy about her birthday, birthday coming up. Bouncy Castle on Sunday. What are you going to do for a birthday? Uh, I think we've got some Lego Friends stuff, I think. Jeez, Lego makes some money out of your family. Oh, they do. Tell us about the Falcon. The Millennium Falcon. Because oh, you yeah. started earlier and I cut you off. I did, yeah. Millennium Falcon, $299 in New Zealand. That's good money, isn't it? Because it's just in plastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's quite a bit for Lego. But there's some things on Lego, 800 bucks. Okay, so going back to patents, you know what's really interesting about Lego? Lego don't just, own their patent anymore. Mm, because after a period broke, of time, yeah, after a period of time, your patent runs out. Mm. And I think it was about maybe in the last 10 years, Lego's patent ran out, or maybe the last 20 years. So what they did, is that why, that's why they started to go towards themed a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, and having the bionics and all that stuff. So anyone can actually make Lego, mm. but it's, yeah, that's how they Different quality. We've had some non-Lego Lego, and it's shit. Really? Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, 290 top, bucks! See what's get Millennium Falcon, 299 bucks. It's like, that ain't happening, buddy. Uh, in States, 130 US, which is about 150 New Zealand. Half price. Ridiculous. It wasn't even on sale. So wow. that we just get robbed in this country. So he's going to save on for sale. That. Mm. It's just it's just a rogering. Anyway, that's <laughs> it's a rogering. That's about what's happening this week. What about on Amazon? And I've got my first soccer, soccer coaching first session coming up this Saturday. Oh, I had my coach education day. What'd last you learn? Week. Well, interestingly enough, well, you're quite critical because you do a lot of coaching. Were you that guy who's like? Oh, I was that. one of the demonstrators. We had to go outside and yeah, some of the parents. Because I'm sure you're good at facilitating groups. Yeah, yeah. And what was interesting, though, that I felt, that really surprised me is, you know, often on the sidelines, you see, yeah, he's saying to kids, yeah, pass it, pass it, you know, spread the spread out, pass it, pass it. And the guy was actually saying, no, we actually want to encourage individuality and encourage them to, to you know, 
hog the ball a bit and dribble through if they're, if they're good because if they want to be really good players in the future, you know, the best players out there are guys that are incredible dribblers individual. and you've got to challenge them. So instead of saying, pass it, pass it, you try to create a challenge for that child who is obviously the best in the team. So, right, instead of, um, you know, why don't you just try doing that all with your left foot or try to have three touches with your foot and then uh, see if you can pass it to find, try to find some space. So, yeah, that was quite an eye-opener because I always thought you just encourage them to all spread out and actually team game, pass it around, but they're actually saying no. You know, let those individuals just, just play and be natural and then create some challenges for them. So that was kind of... But what about the kids who aren't that good? Yeah, I know. That was just... At that age, you do short little games. You, know, you might have eight minutes doing one activity, eight minutes doing another one, and then you might have a little four-a-side game. So it's, um, you usually spread out a bit, so hopefully everybody gets a touch. But yeah, first first game this weekend. Or if first, if first, they don't first, win, do you give them a yeah. bit of a kick up the ass? Yeah, yeah. I'm taking the cane. <laughs> yeah. It's not, yeah, John, win at all costs. I've got a problem Millennium Falcon. Why? 19-14. 9-14. Yeah, it doesn't bother Thomas. But he's, but he's only six. He's turning seven. He's advanced. Lego advanced. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Amazon 126. Yeah. Now he's he's found all the stuff on on online. He's bloody good on the computer already. And he's found all these YouTube clips and stuff. And he found it and he said, I so I said something about that about another thing that he wanted. I said, Yeah, but that's that agent goes, No, no, that boy there and online who gave me all the demonstrations, he has only uh, eight as well and he's got a ten year old set, so it's not a problem. Mm, okay. We just mm. you know, just want to check it out. What's happening, Bevan? Um, went to Wanaka. Yep. Wanaka's a beautiful place, isn't it's it? It's a great place. It really is one of the most beautiful places in the world. We took some runners down there. It was quite funny because we, we had a big night out afterwards. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't. Joe and I kind of facilitated the big night and then went home when we were tired. But then afterwards, someone had put a Facebook post of Itish bars are evils. Because mm. <laughs> I was so drunk. So nice. That's good fun. Um, what else has been happening? Um, not much, really. Not much. No. No, I'm going away in a few weeks to Auckland. Nice. Um, going to start my running again. I did a 30-minute run. Two minutes on, one minute off. Hey, you, you say run-walk. I just wanted to listen to the coach. Noakes is big on the run-walk. Didn't take a lot of prompting for that to come out. And I said, hey, buddy, that's what I do. That's what you do. Noakes is onto it. If Noakes is onto it, it must be true. Mm. What did you talk about with Noakes, just briefly? I covered everything. Uh, so I, I know you didn't want to do traditional. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you, know, you think about the topics that Noakes is big on. At the Noakes. moment, it's really big on paleo, high-fat, um, low-carb. So we discussed that, but I tried to bring it from an Ironman perspective rather than just the, the general yep. well-being that he goes on a lot about. And, uh, you know, he's, got, he's diabetic, so he's, um, he's very, very passionate about that. Talked a little bit about you know running technique for Ironman athletes. Um, we talked a bit about uh, the central governor, um, and I think that was probably the, and a bit about hydration and stuff as well. So those are probably the four main topics we uh, we talked about. It's good. It's gold. Okay, well, we'll be checking that out. Mm. Check 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 it out. Um, anything else? What we're up to this weekend then? Birthday party on Sunday. Oh, of course. Soccer practice on Saturday. Bouncy castle. Where do you put it in your house? Oh, just out the back. We should get a small one. Uh. Is the pool going? Still using the pool? No, it's too cold for the pool now. Our neighbours have an automatic pool cleaner. Have you got that? No. No. Don't neighbours got a bit of money as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like it just goes by itself. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty standard. Is it? Well, it's not standard, but for a home for a home pool, it's but for other pools and you know, commercial pools, that's standard. I thought it was pretty good. I was out there. You said, who's cleaning the pool? And then it was like, back it up. Yeah. No, they just like hit, one of those, hit a side and What are those around. vacuums? You know the vacuums that vacuum by themselves? Don't know then. Oh, it's called a wife. 
<laughs> Although I do the vacuuming here, so I'm the wife of this house. Yeah. Um, I did have another question for you. Yes. It was really good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it must have been. Life changing. Mm. Oh, oh, anniversary might get for dinner tonight. All right. Okay, where should I take it? Okay, I'm going to do this. Uh, the George, go to the George. Um, uh, How much is it? It's expensive. Yeah. Do you get a lot of food? Mm. You're not no. selling it very well. Not uh, very much Piscator, food. Piscator. Where's Piscator? At yeah, the George. And what, but wait a second, no food and expensive. Yeah, get yourself an entertainment box, get one meal free. Wow. Someone I know does. So, yeah, yeah, you can. You're welcome to come down. Other, the, other than George, God, we've got to think of both of us in this. It's a, the relationship's not about one person, it's about two. I like it. Do we, we have a love column? Did I tell you about that? No, no please don't. We have a love column. Because Joe and I, we, we're anal budget. You're, you're an anal budgeter? No, I'm not a budgeter at all. I'm really? anal about money, but I'm not a budgeter. But, but how can you be an anal about money and not you be a budgeter? You don't spend it. Yeah, you don't spend it, that's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm very conscious of where I'm spending my money, but I don't run a budget. Well, we run a budget. We even have a budget meeting each Thursday. Mm, yeah. Okay, babe, budget meeting time. Yeah. I think my relationship would not last 14 years if I even... Pers- oh, really? So they take you rid of the hitch? suggested it. Why is that? Belinda just wouldn't have Is Belinda good? Would you, okay. Belinda's we, very good with money. Yep. But she's no, she still, she still spends quite a bit, but she's, <laughs> she's, she's, she's pretty good. She's pretty good. <laughs> Well, Joe's tight ads, so Joe's great. So, and uh, but we do have a budget meeting each week. Mm. Budget meeting, we sit down. And do a bu- I love my budget yeah. meeting. Yeah, so you do. Yeah, we know how much. Yeah, you know, we're trying to get rich and all that kind of stuff. And you know what's happening this week with our budget? But and we have columns, John. Yeah, we have columns. For, so if a thousand dollars comes in, every column takes a cut of that money. Mm-hmm. And you know what we have? We have a love column. Yep, go a for love it. column. Yep. And not just, not because you, know, you get your Bevan column and your Joe column, mm-hmm. so it gives us our own spending money, so it means if she wants to go spend money on crap, yep. she, she doesn't, but she, yep. she can. And, and I can as well. I bought myself this week's $200 on a new piano case. Nice. Because now I'm in a band, I'm going to move my piano around. Yeah, cool. So it cost me 250 bucks, but that's was in my Bevan column. Good. It fine. doesn't come out of love. No. But then when we go out for dinner, or if we want to go out and have love time together, who would pay for it? The love column. Well, there you go. You should have plenty of money in there then. Just go and spend it. Well, you're we, not we, spending your money. You're spending the couple's money. So. I know, I know, I know. But, I, but, but Get yourself I, an entertainment book and go somewhere I nice. I do need to get an entertainment book. Go somewhere nice. It's got all the good places in it. You can come and borrow mine if you want to. I had a meeting with a salesperson yesterday. Mm-hmm. Who many meetings with salespeople? About what? Ah, oh, we're going to go in the grab one for the stepping up group. Right. Have you done the grab one? No. Mm. I know what you mean. But. Yeah. So it's interesting. Let's wrap, let's wrap it up. This is boring. No, it's not. People yes, are loving it. No, it. Seriously. Shit. People, someone said, someone said to me. They said it's boring as we're shit. We're going to two hours because I was doing a two-hour run today. No. We're, only, we're only about an hour 30. Everybody else says no. Phil can't even get through a show in a whole bloody week sitting in his car. Well, he needs to drive more. Yeah. We'll take it out of the car, you schmuck. You've got another. We've already got an interview in there. This is like over two hours. Just let me finish. Okay. Sales reps. They yeah. try to be your friends, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. A little bit weird. Were you, hey, when you were sales, did you try to be friends? I didn't try to be friendly. I tried to be nice and polite and, and use my Kiwi charm <laughs> to get sales in the UK. I'd love to be sales. If I'd, 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 I'd be a sales rep. I mean, don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. Good luck to us. And let us know if you got sucked in by the April Fool's joke. Yeah, I think people would have. I think we did well. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, see you, bye.